<laughs> Remember when I was telling you? Yeah. My man's an idiot still. Yeah. yeah. That's what that's what that's what the H have right there. That's what you that's what you lot are getting in it. Yeah, come to the live show in it. Trust. <laughs> off the cuff worldwide, baby. Oh, well hashtag off the cuff pod. Come on. We are back. Yes. Post forever. Mr. Vance. We got a guest in the building. Don't go with shine us now. <laughs> Hi, it's Monroe. There we go. Lovely. Thanks for coming. Give me that mic closer to you and then yeah. get, get comfortable. There me you go. shy, never. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, never. So so in the cut as well. Yes. So so's here as well. But yeah, man, H needs to drop more music, man. But you know, just uh, we we we've been on to him for ages, innit? So when he's ready, innit? When he's ready. We'll make it happen. But just don't take too long, innit? Bro, listen, this day and age, all these bro, all these little kids just busting out of nowhere. Surely man can get like a quick fifty rack somewhere. I suppose. Did you like, see that um that tune that's gone viral where like the guy's doing a dance in front of like some random people at a wedding. Yeah. You oh, see it? Yeah. There's a kid called Pounds or... Was I don't know what he's called. I've never cool. come across his music. I just mm. saw that and I was like, this is actually sick. It's good for race relations, isn't it? <laughs> it had West Indians angry though. Why? Because they were just like, what? This is a yard dance. <sighs> Why is it? Everyone's just pissed off all the time nowadays, <laughs> man. Like the internet has done that. It's given everyone the... Yeah. The place to complain. Mm. Just like let the man enjoy his thing. I mean, we have to check. So where's where's Donny from? Because if, he, if he if he's from there, then yo, do your dance, innit? What? So what? Man can't do a dance because nah, I'm nah, not nah. from. No, you from can York. do what you want, but if you always got to double check, and if he's from there, because people just react straight away. Because you know it's funny. We played um, what's that um secrets um Bono Boy song with um, what's my man's name? I've forgotten his name now. From that from the album. Cranium. Yeah, with Cranium, yeah. Everyone loves Burner now, innit? Mm. But do you remember the last album we had a song with Lily Allen? Ah, people yeah, 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 Times yeah. change very quickly, you know? Yeah. Obviously, he's called himself Burner Ranking from early. People were like, where's he from? Is he biting? But I always looked at he was paying homage, innit? Mm. I get the gripes, but maybe that's not the right example because there has been that problem where, like... He grew up in London, innit? Yeah. Mm. Bigger artists from different sounds come and take from specifically Jamaica and their sound and their influence. But those artists... You know, like, how, like, Drake did his thing with Dancehall for a small little piece? Mm. But those artists that are true to that genre won't get that shine, that limelight, and opportunity to bust like that. I get the gripes, but I liked um, Burner's merge. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? He but was I able like to my curry goat with jollof in it. So at the end of the day, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not mad at the mix, but I do get the gripes. Just sometimes people mm. nitpick at the worst examples, and then you, you can tell they don't really care because as soon as it's a dance, bro. Yeah. As soon as you me, get this now, you saw me in 07, 08, miles in cameos, in it. Yeah, doing a little dance. What, waistcoated that. <laughs> Lylan Scott. What was with the Lylan Lylan waistcoat? Bruv, uh, you know what, yeah. Storm parties. Yeah. Them raves there. Yeah. Iconic. Man used to wear fucking the maddest things to yeah. raves. Showing our age, you know. 
hard soul shoes no, and grown, that. Though, man. Oh, fuck these kids, man. They're going to grow as I have Fuck these kids, bro. But you think you're going to be 16, 17 forever? I thought that when I was younger. But you grow up, innit? So. These times they secretly want to be our age. Mm. But you know what's mad? Like, we got invited to a party recently, yeah? Um, and as soon as I read the info, um, no casual wear, blah, blah, blah. I said, you want man to come and dress like Jeffrey from Fresh Prince? I'm done. Like, <laughs> we've all, we've all enjoyed summer, innit? So, mm. all these day parties, I'm not on it. If, if I had hard soul shoes, allow me, please, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if, if someone invites me to a rave and yeah. they're like, yeah, shoes is a must, mm. I'm not coming. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just like I've done my fair share man I like hearing <laughs> mad noise just stomping on the ground bruv imagine yeah like this is like funky house era innit yeah. requires a lot of stompage yeah yeah. and you want me to wear Jungle hard man soul skanking shoes in hard soles <laughs> what's worse than that is you come there and then there'll be a Donny there in Jordans just chilling <sighs> yeah he knew the bouncer innit yeah. or he knew the promoter and you just can't say that you just gotta affirm it you're wearing your Sunday best but you know we move we move for sure we, is Chris, you gonna get on the mic, Chris? You gonna you gonna talk to the people? Hi. She's high in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> nope. She said no. I don't know who's listening. Hi. No. She said hi in the corner. Hi in the corner, you know. But I'm I'm, I'm glad we're back. I want to say thank you to um we had S J and Kader on last week. Yes. Um and who did that before that was it was it S? My bugging. It, it was must S, have been yeah. Yeah. Now we've got another lady in the room as well. Got a lot of estrogen. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, just to balance it out on that. Apparently, yeah, we were too toxic back then. We're not even toxic, you know. Bro, we're not even that bad. We're not that bad. You listen to somebody because we're not that bad, are we? <coughs> oh, wow! You're not gonna defend us. Wow, I know I'm not toxic. I know Falls isn't toxic. Mm. I know H isn't toxic. I know Sosa's not toxic. So no, I'm joking. You're not as bad as some others. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, what, we're not naming names now. No, we're not naming names. <laughs> uh, name ain't shame. The only person I probably can get with being toxic is H, isn't it? That's the only one. The ladies will let got me a hive. Yeah. He's got a hive, man. So they'll, they'll yeah. let it slide. Don't sound surprised. Wow. <laughs> One guy cleaned up these streets. <laughs> wow. Allegedly, isn't it? Allegedly, allegedly. But what do you want to get into? Because uh, I feel like a lot's been going on on the internet. What was he talking about before we started recording? Um, I don't want to start in a, like a proper like awful place, but I think it's a good conversation to had actually. Um, sex for grades mm. is the, was the hashtag. Don't laugh, bro. It's not a topic you can laugh at. This guy's too silly. He wants to laugh straight away, you know. He had sex. Nah, do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking kid. Do you know um, what that reminded me of? What? There was like, um, you know when like social media have like has this viral moment yeah. and they took like a clip from a Nollywood film. Okay. And, a, and the head teacher of the school was like, do you think that you can pass without kissing my cock? Cock is a violent words. word, bro. It's a horrible word. But imagine it in a Nige accent. It just sounds even more nuts. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I was laughing. Yeah. Sorry. It just came into my head. I mean, that clip is funny, but with what's going on currently, man can't laugh. So yeah, um, go on. BBC, New, BBC News Africa have done like an undercover, like investigative journalism. My favourite type of journalism. Mm-hmm. I like the panorama style. Mm-hmm. I'm not for like, not to disrespect anyone, like you know that new Reggie Eight's Spac um, Nation one. Yeah, I'm not for the tippy tappy like on the I, fence. I type. want it raw, like mm. l- don't because you're not gonna get nothing from that, innit? Mm. Get go undercover, take a risk, and get us the real truth. So they've had there's been like a problem for decades with um, young ladies being on campus and lecturers saying, "Yo, listen, if you wanna if you wanna pass this course." You're gonna have to do some things. Jesus Christ. Mm. I was just talking about the scene in Nollywood yeah. <laughs> and it happens to be in Africa as well. Yeah. Um, that's crazy, man. Mm. Um, but 
are we surprised that it exists? No, I've heard that. I've, it's, I've seen it in the films. Like you, growing up, it's always been like a mm. storyline in films. I think anywhere there's like, like a lot of poverty. Yeah. And like, obviously, we, we were joking last week about like Nigerians liking to study and stuff. People know that to climb that social ladder, you have to go through the education route. You're then going to get people that understand they've got a power within that process and take advantage of it. Mm. So that's why it wasn't surprising. But is it just in poverty, <clears throat> though, is what I'm saying? I think it's just generally across the board because, um, you know, in, in several like fields of work, yeah. there's always that like rumor or allegation that someone had to sleep their way to the top. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like with a reward, you have to do something to be rewarded or to get to where you want to get to. Yeah. Sort of like, it's a form of exploitation. Yeah, of course it is. You and know? do you know why I resent that especially? Because I feel like it shifts the blame onto the victim. Yeah. The This kind of coming out is not shocking to me at all. I think a lot of women can attest to the fact that, you know, most of us have been through some sort of inappropriate situation or abuse of power and mm. i think for some men seeing it it's like oh my god wow that's so horrible but for me i was like i'm not shocked at mm. all <sighs> you know what and the thing is is that there's so much damage that it does to to the person in the end regardless of like them essentially then achieving what they've wanted to achieve it's like some a lot of the time it's against their will which is even more crazy in it because mm. like there's no satisfaction in anything no of course not you know um but like what what was the age range in this report well for um the for nigeria it was university of lagos uni ah, like, right, which is okay. a massive uni a lot of prominent people through like nigeria's history have gone to university so like there's prestige there and in lagos um at the time of doing a documentary age of consent is 18 but now with Nigeria and Lagos, Lagos specifically, if you've got the grades, you've got the grades, you can go to university at 14, 15. So now imagine a young teenage girl like that mm. on campus, naive, ain't got a clue what's going on. And the lecturer says, yo, listen, I need to have a meeting in my office. That's how a lot of the, the scenarios happen where come and meet in my office. Big man, I have lectures with you in the big lecture room. Mm. I need to come and see you in the office. There's nothing in there for me. Mm. Like, and that's where the process then starts and they start leaning on these girls and you then get the guys being exposed and you find out what they're doing and like some guys are overt straight away mm -hmm. some is like a slower grooming process yeah where they keep inviting them back and like with small things subtle things like oh, next time you come wear high heels so you can already tell that he's he planted a seed somewhere in it um but even if they were of age like say 18 i believe it's strong just because there's a power imbalance yeah because i want this thing so badly you're now making me potentially go against my morals and like. I think the problem is actually bigger than like the lecturer or the girls. Yeah. It's the parents and the people in authority because there are so many people that think, okay, this has happened. I know this is bad, but if I tell my parents or if I tell the headmaster, I'm going to get in trouble. And it's that fear that's perpetuated. It's like, okay, someone's done something wrong to me, but I don't want to ruin the rest of my life because you're no longer the victim, you are the person that caused shame on their family. You're the person mm. that got this person kicked out of their job. You're the person that ruined that family's life. You're, it, it's shame on you. So then you're thinking, this is I know this isn't right, but it's a sense of helplessness. And then it is exploitation as well, because the lecturers know that as well. Who are you gonna tell? 
she was like i will tell he said it in the video i will tell your parents that you're being disobedient and that was enough fair enough that was she was undercover but imagine how yeah. many girls you said that to before yeah i think it's also a rape culture thing and almost like a a structure thing because it happens at work as well like i can be quite open about a, a scenario i had recently where um a manager at a job i had redacted from a redacted place um redacted, redacted place obviously i was in my probation and <sighs> the kind period. yeah probation period so um the way it kind of started to happen like i'm a big woman and i have you know what i'm saying sense i got my head on my shoulders but the way it kind of happened was this manager took a liking to me and it seemed like he was kind of being a father figure. And then it started to be like, a, I'm gonna let you go early. Oh, I'll give you this overtime. I'll, I'll let you do this, I'll let you do that. And then the personal questions started to come about my love life. And then, you know, oh, I, f I feel like you should um, do this or, you know, you should give me your number so that if I need to call you about this change at work. So it kind of happened like that. And I felt really pressurized because I was like, okay, cool. I feel uncomfortable, but if I tell someone senior mm. will they look at me as problematic will i lose my job type of thing so i feel like it's not just an age thing it's like a a systemic thing so there needs to be systems in place to protect women yeah. show them what to do when you're in that situation um spotting the early signs of grooming because i feel like grooming is not so over it's not gonna be as you said the nollywood thing come in here you if you want to pass this grade you have to kiss my cock it's not always that final word that cock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that awful yeah, yeah. do you know what yeah it's like um it's it's the art of manipulation mm. because you do it in a way where it makes the the victim also almost seem crazy yeah mm -hmm. so like um and then that's where the fear stems from from telling like going to tell other people because of how they might have had a conversation prior, he's making it seem like you're bugging out so that if you go and tell other people, they're not gonna side with you because yeah. you're um, essentially here looking for a come up anyways, because you're new mm. and I'm the guy in a position or I'm the person in a position that can um, make things happen for you. So, um, like you said, I do feel like there there needs to be some sort of protection uh, plan in place. I don't know. I don't even have an idea of a type of solution that they can... How do you police that? That's going to be harder to police than like probably electrical electro one. Yeah. Because even with that, someone had to go and go take a risk, go underground mm. and find the information, bring it to us. Even though a lot of us say we know, mm. when you now see it visually, it brings it all home. Like her example is going to be hard unless like, you have a recording, mm. those things, because you're going to get, people are going to take advantage mm. in powerful positions. Mm. And men in free history have done it and unfortunately will continue to do it. What you try and do is out them, like treat people like lepers, ostracize them, punish them heavily, make examples out of people. You know, like you've got like- um, Wasn't that the Harvey Weinstein? Harvey Weinstein thing, mm -hmm. the Bill Cosby thing. Like you have to do that with people, fortunately or unfortunately, to be like, listen, we're shining a light on this. This can no longer continue. Because even with, um, the thing happening with the BBC Africa documentary, obviously Ghana, Nigeria. I don't know if you saw the thing in the, the market girls in Nigeria and Yaba. Nah. They were, like they've been going through stuff where they're just out and about, man, they were just touching them. So one day they just, they had, they had enough and they protested. And even through the protest, man, they're still trying to grab them, but people have to go through that painful process mm. and be like, you know what, we're not having it anymore for it to at least, for at least the conversation to start. You know what I was going to say, yeah? You see with um, things like that, Obviously, like you said, policing that is very hard, but I think um, what Monroe said earlier, 
is um, made me think to myself, it's about equipping women or anyone in a vulnerable position to be able to tackle it, as opposed to that would probably be the best place to start. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like fire drills, you see what I'm saying? Mm. It's like everyone's equipped with what to do in that situation. But when you were saying before that you didn't know how to handle it, that's the first problem in it that you don't know how to deal with that situation, mm. let alone where to go from next, do you know what I mean? Is that like in the eyes of the employer? So like, is that like part of your induction, onboarding process? Well, like prevention training and stuff? Yeah. Do you know what? Where does that come in place? It should come in place in general. So by no means am I saying that, you know, it's a right of women that we have to equip ourselves and we must learn the signs because really and truly, men just need to keep their hands to themselves and be appropriate. That's facts. The, you know what I'm saying, the bottom line. Mm. But the truth is that it happens and I feel like the same way you might come into a company and they'll say, okay, cool. This is the grievance process if you have an issue. It should be it should be spoken about more openly. Yeah. Women should be encouraged to be like, listen, if anything inappropriate happens to you, this is who you speak to, this is who you call. There needs to be support groups in in um in companies the same way you have unions. Like I know that in my company, if this if I drop down the stairs, I have a complete you know what I'm saying conclusive process of what I do mm. but I don't have a process of okay if someone touched me at work what do I do mm. I would just have to guess and be like okay let me speak to this person but what if this person's friends with this person do you know what I'm saying so yeah and them HR niggas be snaky but I'm can't telling trust you them. <laughs> bro listen I'm and a probation like, yeah. everyone's, like, everyone's like oh yeah like something happens like ring ring upon the HR yeah <laughs> Fam, that sometimes phone get HR, bro. That sometimes the HR's your up, fam. Voicemail. They don't think. And the thing is, is that like I feel like um, people that work in HR are trained to have like that face. Like, oh, yeah, like you know, hear what you're saying, kind of thing. Like we're really gonna take this seriously, and um, you know things like that. We have zero tolerance. <laughs> That's bro, the key bro. word. All the buzzwords, isn't it? Yeah, like all the buzzwords. Yeah. They ain't gonna do nothing. I think In a fact, lot of us, they're gonna warn the other person, like, hey, yeah. listen, lay low for a bit, because yeah. mm-hmm. such and such. Gardening leave or chill. You, know, mm. you know what would be good, actually? If there was an outside, a third party company that kind of polices other companies. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. That way, there's no ties or conflict of interest. It's That's just, when the government has to get involved for funding. Yeah, but. Which, and as soon as you start bringing money to these things, people aren't on it. Because even with HR, a lot of us have misconceptions. They're not there for you, they're to protect the interests of the company. Mm. That's, their, what That's their job, literally black and white. Mm. To the interest in the company, so whatever's not gonna affect us too much, we'll go with in it. So, I mean, someone should make it then. Mm. <sighs> yeah, I That's mean, it. and the thing is, is that like what I'm worried about is the fact that it's in Africa and Nigeria. A lot of them stories, like especially on a global <coughs> scale, they get ignored. Yeah, um, it's you know, Donny's gone undercover for like you know, <laughs> that's a huge risk. The lady herself was uh studying to be a doctor, and right. she got proposition like that, she had to drop out. Yeah. So like, I, I, like, there's two sides to this. So there'll be the women that get proposition in that situation and do the pragmatic approach. Unfortunately, this is how it is. Mm. This is how we're rocking. Mm. Cool, let's get this five minutes over and done with and let me get my qualification. And there's, there's probably thousands of women who just have not said anything yeah. and had to do what they had to do to get where they need to get to. So, and yeah. it's nothing against them. And then but on the other side, you've got women like this who unfortunately has had to near enough show their career and I was doing journalism off the back of this happening, even though she wanted to go to school and be a doctor. Yeah. So it's like, you've got two sides. Like, I'm not mad at the women that just have to roll the punches because a lot of women were like, no one's out there supporting us. So mm. we've got to do what we've got to do. 
and I think it's a culture thing as well. Where where education is so important yeah. in in some countries, I can imagine that pressure on then, them. And plus, like, um, by any means necessary in it to get your qualifications yeah. to the point where they bypass these these scenarios. Yeah. Where they're like, oh yeah, you know, like I I don't feel comfortable um, around my lecturer, and they were like, that's the person that's going to get you the grades. Focus on your books. Mm-hmm. Focus on your studies. Yeah. And then that gets swept under the carpet and then they're just forced to, to continue that situation mm. and it's just gonna and yeah so th- that's what I was saying like there's fear in um, the story being on the news but a week later it will get swept under the carpet but I mean we're having a conversation now and I think mm. obviously stuff like the Me Too movement yeah yeah sure we're having more conversation it's gonna be uncomfortable because mm-hmm. man we're gonna get called out for certain things that we may have thought was cool and then you've got unlearned certain behaviour and then you get that you bump heads with men and women are like yeah. oh you lot overreacting no that's actually mad and like I said you get people that get hung out to dry like Harvey Weinstein because there's still an element of within it where there's a choice mm-hmm. other than like obviously the girls are actually getting sexually assaulted or yeah. someone's forcing themselves upon them Donnie's going to I want you to do this to get this there's still a choice within it but the yeah. issue is the power imbalance and like somewhere where education yeah. is massively important where poverty is an issue mm. Yeah, so it's I'm not, not necessarily. It's, it's consensual in terms of that, but like the levels aren't there because I wouldn't normally do this, but there's this thing that's so important to me. I would now possibly go against my morals, in it. and that's where the, that's where the, the black and white, that's where the problem really mm. is, isn't it? Do you know what I think it is as well? For a lot of women, it's that we're not going to get believed anyway. You see a lot of women that speak out, and there's always at least a few people even women not just men that would yeah. be like well oh, that didn't happen or she's like where's the proof where's the evidence mm-hmm. do you know what i'm saying like you guys know me i'm an open book and like i said i've had certain things happen to me so earlier this year um i had a situation where i was attacked in my car Jeez. and i was very open about it on social media i was sitting in my car guy jumped in um tried to put his hand up so, trigger warning by the way so apologies to anyone this may trigger but tried to force his hand up my dress tried to force himself on me and i was literally fighting and that's the most scared i think i've ever been and my kind of warning was just like to women to lock their car doors i always lock my car door and i just i let the ball drop so Mm. when i tweeted about this people are like oh this didn't happen and you know it went on i think a few nigerian blogs mm-hmm. especially and they were like oh she's capping was he spider-man how did he do this so it's just that feeling and what? <laughs> don't laugh bro. i was thinking what would i gain was he from spider-man making... you know yeah. like, like, like spider-man's the only one that can open a car door mm. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, why wasn't your car door locked because it wasn't do you mm, know what i'm saying so yeah. it's just sometimes some of these situations happen and it's yeah. not just oh there's not a system in place to support women it's also that fear of backlash that fear of like i'm not going to get believed is there any point so i feel like for a lot of these women that are in um university yeah. or in that situation it probably is like a should i say something because will my parents believe me will the university actually believe me will people talk about me and say no actually she was just you know hoeing about she was just doing this mm. and it turns into what were you wearing why were you there why were you out at night? Why weren't you with someone? Why didn't you do this? And then again, it's just placing the blame on the person. Rather than the... the Ra- yeah, rather than actually addressing the issue. That's why people just don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Mm. How much can we talk about the situation? Have you, did yeah, you yeah, reported um, that? I did, I reported it. Um, police took about two hours to come. Wow. Um, 
so I ended up leaving. Um, I followed it up. They took like forensics and stuff. Yeah. Like they tried to, they took my dress and did forensics. Um, at first they were quite, in South London, they were quite supportive, like the police there. In my um, borough, not so much. It was a very like, it was a very um, triggering thing going through it. Just yeah. even sitting there and having to recount it, the statement. Mm. Um, they was, treat you almost like suspicion. It was. It wasn't suspicion, but it was like having to recount every detail. It was so hard. Oh, how long did it happen? It's like you know. What I'm saying. Oh, I, bitch, I wasn't counting. You know saying I froze. I was just fighting. You know what I'm saying. So it's just you feel. I felt like there was even a point where I was like, hold on, did I make this up? Like I know I didn't make it up, but he yeah. was asking so many questions. I almost started to question myself. And then um, yeah, after a while, no more contact from the police. Or now, this happened in January, February. And since then, I've not nothing. heard nothing. But that's like the show we were talking about before we started recording, the um, Unbelievable show on Netflix. Mm. Same thing. The mm. first the first girl that had the incident, mm -hmm. the way they were interrogating her... It was, it was as if, like... Yeah, it was, was just just it's literally, like, it's, it's mirror image of, yo, so what happened, how long... The way they were trying to make, like, make her try and remember every single detail. Mm. Like, I've never been through something like that. Mm. But even just... Um, any traumatic experience, yeah, I feel like they expect you to be so intricate with like your your detailed analysis of what's happened mm. that like I can't give you up to that. Obviously, on one end, yeah, they've got they're, they're trying to get as much information as possible, but it needs to be treated. I feel with more care because that if anybody watch Unbelievable Netflix, there's a mm. scene where the first guy that's been attacked, the way they're talking to her, they're just treating as if like. What did you do? Did this really happen? Mm -hmm. And then the person goes on to have many more rapes and then obviously without ruining it, you go on further down the line and mm. they didn't have an interaction for her later where the police officer has to apologise. And that was, watching that was so triggering for me because when um, my assault happened, I saw, the, I watched the guy walk into a house so I could identify the house and if the police had come on time, they would have been able to walk into the house and arrest him. Mm. So... Well, that nigga went home cash. He walked into the house casual and... Do you know what I'm saying? I was so shook up that I couldn't, you know what I'm saying? I'm not superwoman. I can't walk into the house and, and yeah. punch him up. So, but if they had come, they would have had the powers to kick down the door, arrest him and whatever. Yeah. So for me, my fear is that that definitely would have happened to someone else yeah. because men like that don't just do it on a whim like one time. Yeah. And, you know, to a certain extent, I know this is gonna sound a bit twisted, but I'm kind of happy it happened to me and not someone else because I'm a really strong girl, like as in I'm physically strong. Mm. So when I was fighting him off me, I was able to like get him off me. I was trying to punch him, but how he had <laughs> me on him. <laughs> so it's not a laughing matter. And you know what, me laughing, this is kind of- How you're dealing with it. How I deal with it. Yeah. So it's like unbelievable. Like all the women dealt with the situation differently. One was, fine she's calm another one was you know just so shook up but yeah so i i'm happy i'm you know what i'm saying i'm tall i'm set strong and i was able to come away from that situation with nothing really happening except mental scars that, that donnie's done it before absolutely because mm. the way you said he just walked back into the yard put on his standards with his feet up like there was a no possibility tea, that's it like, like there was <laughs> no but it's true though like you have to be really brazen to do that yeah especially like <laughs> If it's right, like the car's outside. But in my time to what we were saying earlier, he probably doesn't think he's gonna get caught. Mm. That's what it is. Yeah, I so he's, he's, he's done. He saw anything wrong with what he did either. Mm. I, I think he saw it as, oh, I was just trying my luck and well, okay, cool. She said no. So, because he nah, eventually. Where's your education? I, like, I have to question you now, because, like, how do you think, how have you gone through life yet yeah, thinking that this is normal? 
but you say that but it's the same way how some men will walk past women and slap their ass that is actual blatant sexual assault but yeah. a lot of men even probably up until people on social media were saying guys this is wrong mm. don't do it at carnival yeah this is sexual assault they didn't think it was i think there's still degree like not even to downplay it, i think still degrees like that on the street to a certain degree would be more understandable than Donny jumping in someone's random car uh, yeah. and then trying to fight them no introduction nothing just straight for the, straight for the vagina nothing unsolicited yeah that's the, crazy. The, the street attack is still definitely wrong, mm-hmm. mm. but Donny Jump like, why are you just being a whip? Even even the man them. I thought it was just, all my friends, you know. Yeah. I was like, oh, you guys back? Oh, literally, yeah. that's that was my reaction. And you kind of will talk about how you would react in a situation like that, but, but when it's know, there, yeah. listen. And it's crazy because like there was a video that was going around the other day of a Donny like he had a van, yeah, and then he found the babes in there. The babes like, in his van. Yes, yeah, one girl was just in his van. And he's like, come out. And she's like, nah, come in. Legs <laughs> spread out. Nah. And she started to f- feel herself up. Mm-mm. I'm thinking, what's going on here? What did Donny do? Bruv, I don't know. The, the video was like 30 oh, seconds. Oh, you cut it. Bro, I ain't like, getting in. Huh? You call, call the police straight away. Oh. <laughs> what do you think I said? I said bro, you, you, you won, you broke into my car. I thought you said yeah, you were getting out, in. Please. Uh, yeah, I thought you, you said you, you were getting in. What kind in? of sexual demon do you think I am? <laughs> I was like, bruh. Are you not sick? Why are you this horny, bro? <laughs> no, no, no. What's that, going on? That ain't horny, bro. That's, that's a problem. We'd have to have a different chat after Bam. this. Bam. You have to find a new co-host. That's, bro. That's scary, bro. Yeah. That's crazy, I didn't want to start off too more, but I think it's an important conversation to be had. Yeah. And I do like the fact that it is on BBC News Africa, mm. and there's a lot more content on this. I've watched stuff about the lean epidemic in Nigeria as well. You wouldn't, you'd be surprised. Crazy. There's a mad lean epidemic in Nigeria. It's crazy. Sipping lean, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Getting turned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 10, 11, 12 people admitted every week. Bro. Wow. And then man, I got the proper stuff as well. Yeah, the real lean. Yeah, the no, lean no lean. games. Yeah. Yeah, they're not playing. <laughs> yeah. what, else, what else I watched on there? Um, the house girl stuff. Mm. So the stuff about like this, the, the stories of the house because the people that you were active, boy. Yeah, no, I've watched <laughs> a lot of content. Those kind of things are intriguing to me because I remember like the first time going home to Nigeria mm. and like being at the dinner table and man's just getting served. So I started getting cocky thinking like this was normal. But my mum's still trying to keep me humble, like relax yourself, innit? Mm. Like in, in London, you wash your own dish, innit? Yeah, for But real. then I'm battling with getting up from the table, take my plate to the kitchen and my aunt takes that as an offence because mm. she's got house help. Now, from what, the, just the two weeks I was there, from what I saw at least, that house girl was treated with respect and was almost part of the family. But you are still essentially house help, innit? And then on the flip side, you watch the documentaries and you see how some other people treat their house help and it's not the best, isn't it? Mm. Some people some people look at his um what do you want to say slave or like almost like servitude. Mm. There is like there is this there, there are people on, on different sides of the conversation who say oh, it's a cultural thing. Other people are like, we should absolutely scrap it. I mean, do you lot have any of that in your way in like where you're from? Because I know Sales from the same place as me. Do you have that back home as well? Mm-hmm. Bro, yeah, when I went to um when I went to Congo, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was there for five weeks, isn't it? I was Jesus. saying the other day. Wow. And um, I was living with my grandma. Ah, and okay. she had a, um, she had house help, this man. And I was like, but she used to grease him up all the time. It's too and much, I'm isn't like, it? Allow him. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't say nothing. She was just telling me like, nah, he's supposed to be here. Yeah. I'm paying him. Mm. He's supposed to do stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, when we're not there, it makes sense because, you know, she's getting... She's, like, she's old, isn't it? She does need help right now. So she it? does yeah. need help, regardless of the fact that she's stubborn. Yeah, there's certain things that you can't do in it. Mm. She's like, I've got this, mm. but the rest, you do it. And obviously, she's meeting us for the first time, so the love is just extra. And they're trying to show out and do loads for you. So, so she's like, 
don't you dare lift a finger. Yeah, that's, that was my experience as well. Mm. But then like, my mum pinched me under the table, my aunt saying no, but I don't, I don't know what to do. Nigga, I just want to put a plate in the kitchen. So yeah, I think there's, I'd say everyone go on BBC News Africa and just find whatever like you enjoy mm. now, watch some stuff on and you like, I think social media is probably the biggest, biggest tool to like fight these problems. Mm. Obviously, not be, be, to be disrespectful, but a lot of Africa is obviously developing world. So things are happening a bit, little bit later there. Yeah. So social media is massive for them at the moment. These are these stories have been told and I saw it The man are sipping lean, cuz. I They're can't believe lean, this. Bro. Really? Yeah, yeah, they have to. There, there was a guy they showed. They actually had to chain him to a tree outside oh my because gosh. he was too violent. Yeah. They couldn't. What from Lean? Donny was on crud still. Because they get it straight from the government. You see, like the big pharma companies, they sell them to drug dealers, so they were going undercover. Yeah. And so it's top grade stuff. Like it's still sealed with the emblem from. Eighty-two percent. Like, Jesus like, Christ. Just come from that's, 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 <laughs> that's that. That's that blue magic. Blue. <laughs> You know, in front Lucas, we're getting it fresh. He's selling it to the drug dealers, and he yeah. knows he's sitting at a table with drug dealers. It's not even diluted, no, you know. Yeah, and that's what they're doing because it's hair on. Mm. Yeah, it's not that. It's not that lean that Future's talking about. Like, that's what that's what that's what lean is. It's heroin, it's liquid heroin. It's that's Remember when I told you them Donnies on the block on yeah. my block that was sipping lean, yeah, and one couldn't like handle it and just started throwing up everywhere. Had to grease him up still. I'll clean that up, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> Neighborhood watch over there. Nah, like, no, but imagine like um, a bunch of kids are literally on your front door. Yeah. Throwing up. And my mum's in the kitchen, isn't it? So she's thinking, what's going on? She steps yeah, out, up. sees a bunch of youths and there's one that's just all over the place throwing up. So mm. naturally she's going to call me, isn't it? So I come yeah. up. Like his friends were just holding him up. They were like, oh, I'm sorry, man, you just had too much. And I'm like, why are you even taking this stuff? Mm. Like, where's the where's the desire, man? I can't even just settle for a little piece of alcohol. These men are young as well, which yeah. is even worse. But you're impressionable by that age. I suppose. Think about all the, all the dumb stuff we did as youngsters, isn't it? Nope. Like, you, don't, did not, did not, you didn't do no dumb shit. Don't laugh. <laughs> nope. Like that. All I, I said is dumb shit. I did, there's degrees um, to dumb shit. Them times, I wouldn't even like, even when someone had a little Lambrini, I was like, nah. So lean oh, is scared, just, scared. bro, lean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just levels above a lot of things. Mm. So like when we talk about the stupid shit that we did when we were younger, I guess like for everyone else, they have, you may have done something differently in it. Yeah. Me, that's not the type of stupid shit that I was indulging mm. in. Lean is just mad. Yeah. Like, imagine just going, what, like just grabbing the strongest medicine possible and just sipping it. For the whole day. Pretty much what they do. Nah, not me. But I'm happy we got you on though. Okay. I, um, I want to get into some of the stuff you're involved in as well. Mm-hmm. So do you want to, should we kind of touch on Black Femme Film and yeah, of course. what that's all about? And of course. Um, so I'm one fifth of um, a collective called Black Femme Film. And we champion diversity in the film and creative industries, both like on and off the screen. Um, so we started because we felt like in the black British space, we felt like men were kind of making moves. Um, we didn't feel like there was a safe space for women, for women to really enjoy and to really have that support um, in film. So that's why we kind of got together. 
and yeah it's been it's been an amazing couple of years we've done commissions of like disney and marvel we have been featured in the independent and buzzfeed and you know delivered workshops to universities so onwards Sick. and upwards yeah. so what do you guys like just like do you guys host screenings for um black film specifically or no so we don't host screenings for just black film um because our thing is like black people can enjoy all kinds of film. It doesn't need to be a slave film. It doesn't need to just be an urban film. Mm-hmm. So we just urban, <laughs> urban. Um, yeah. We just kind of create that that space. Sometimes we work with um, big kind of publishing companies or distributors who want the movie to get out to the right people. Right. So especially when we did the Thug Commission, they were like, "Listen, we want." black people in the in the uk to be able to see this film and you know speak about it and write about it etc so that's dope man because um obviously the reason why you created um you know um your platform is because of the fact that there wasn't many things like this Mm -hmm. i just wish like when i was growing up that there was something similar i guess it's um it's it's an incentive to kind of get people to come out there a little bit more. Yeah. So obviously we were out on a weekend, we were hosting a screening mm. and I was saying like, you know, there needs to be more things like this mm. because don't get me wrong, we love a turn up in it. Yeah. But <laughs> fucking love a turn up. <laughs> we do, but there's other aspects to us in it and there's other things that we enjoy. Mm. And something like film is something that we all enjoy because We'll get on the timeline and we'll speak about certain things. Like mm. Top five movies. Top five movies. Top five lyrics. That we remember opinion. scenes. Like we just, there's like more to us. So like having stuff like this is important. Like, and um, I'm starting to see like a lot of it, like more and more nowadays. I love yeah. that. Cause we got into our hosting bag in it. So we did for Benny Boy events. Yes. They, for Black History Month, they're putting on each Sunday of the month, uh, like a cult classic from like mm. black cinema. So we did the first one, which is Boys in the Hood. I know for some people think, oh, Boys in Hood, but I watched that film so many times, mm. but sitting there watching it, I've got new nuances throughout and I'm like, it is a hood film. Yeah. But there's so much layers to it when you watch a film and we had a proper conversation after, like almost like a panel discussion myself and Vans hosted, got everyone's opinions. Unfortunately, someone in the crowd had just lost their cousin like six weeks ago to knife violence. So then you also got the scene where Ricky gets shot, mm. the differences between two brothers being in the same household, but having ones on the route to college, ones on the roads, but because of the environment, within two weeks of each other, they all, they're both passed away. Then you like there's so much stuff in there. You've got a positive role model with um Trey going to stay with his dad. Like mm. it was so dope to just sit there and be like, okay, yeah. I watched it so many times, I didn't catch that bit, I didn't catch that. So that was dope because yeah, we like to turn up, but it's nice to have that kind of like casual environment. We can have our own conversations. Mm. So I definitely encourage people to go and check out Benny Boy events. Obviously, this comes out, you're listening now, it's Thursday. Yeah. Um, so they've doing Get Out this Sunday. Nice. I'm going to try and get down there for that as well and throughout the rest of the month. Yeah, man, for people, sure. People find out some wild ones though, like Colour Purple and certain things. Like They're classics, but I don't want to be that sad, bro. Please, man, <laughs> allow me. And that's a, I think that's a good thing about film is that film doesn't always just need to be movies. So film can cover sort of theatre, it can cover music Facts. videos, adverts yeah. and whatever. So, you know, that's what we more or less have been trying to do. I feel like right now there's almost like a black British renaissance going on. Mm-hmm. Whereas before we were so inspired by American culture, I feel like we're really kind of 
in our own lane right now. Yeah. And especially the people around us, I think we're in such an interesting era because we are going to be the people that other people look up to, like our generations. Because so many, sorry to get so deep, but because some of us are first generation immigrants and, you know, we have such a strong tie with our culture, we are the ones that really inspire in the music and all the, you know, Top Boy and dub plate drama back in the day like we got to really live that so for me and for black film film that's like what we're trying to capture make sure it's yeah. all archived so that you know in the future we can look back at what how we created like legacy i saw you got shutting down peckham i actually remember now Thank you. they had one event was it peckham cinema innit? yeah we did peckham plex so we packed out the cinema and oh, was, it's was, crazy that you're looking at peckham and we were like oh we've brought black people back to peckham mm. like I mean, we were there, we were just further down the road, didn't we? <laughs> because I was at the barbershop here, and man began, wow, there's bare things in the end. I, like, yeah. I look <laughs> over. <laughs> you know That's how niggas be nigging, innit? Yeah, I hear that. Bro, there was, I don't know, you looked at a pub just up the road, like just after Peckham after. Yeah, yeah. John the Unicorn. Bro, man's getting cool. He's like, right, there's something going on in the ends. Like, where are you at? Do you know how many men we had come? like oh can we go in there? i was like nah it's women only yeah so that's the thing also oh, it's just exclusive okay, to women so Sexist. it was so we are kind of rebranding a little bit because okay. we feel like pressure men should be feminists too we feel like men should can, um, men, be, can men be feminists of course you can because feminism yeah. is about equality it's not about women being more than men so and also like let's say that for example for example black femme film want to produce a film but they want like most of the leads to be women and the directors and the producers it doesn't mean that you can't feature in it so we're still working with men yeah. do you know what i'm saying you can get a little two lines no you can yeah you can have a leap part two but um best supporting actor. <laughs> and do you know what we do as well we have a lot of companies that for example theater is mad expensive mm-hmm. so Facts. where you have for example some young men and women who can't afford to go to the theater we work with theater companies i'll be like here's 53 tickets so we'll be like Take the 53 tickets and enjoy. Because yeah, it's yeah, so. in a minute, I think people want to be on the right side of history. So there's a gap where you can kind of take, not, yeah, no, yeah, take advantage of that, where like people want to be seen to do the right things, innit? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a quota. Whether you, whether you want to admit or not, there is a quota for like, oh, we need maybe trans, mm-hmm. we need gay, we need black women, we need disabled, blah, blah, blah. So there's money to be, to be to, to at least opportunities at the very, min- mm-hmm. very minimum to be had out there just by going and having this conversation. Listen, but it's we're good. doing it's, this. It's good because. No, it's um, good. When you associate, like when you when you speak of theatre, yeah. you associate it with the big ones, isn't it? Like yeah. Broadway ones, Chicago's, The Wicked's. You Bro, know, don't lie, Lion King. That's what the <laughs> Lion King. Lion King. I've never seen it, by the way, the, in theatre. But um, that's what you you like mm. associate in your mind. Like you're thinking, oh yeah, just that, and you look on there. You're seeing fifty-five pounds and like that's can't starting, even do, like, bro. You can't even do like a quick little <laughs> cinema date kind of thing. <laughs> a glass of rose, fifteen pounds, <laughs> mad. What fifty-five pound for a date is expensive for one no, ticket? I'm, no, I'm just saying, like that's not expensive. No, 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 no. So I'm speaking about the transition from like there's there's a clear Seven disparity from the cinema okay, to cool. theater, in it? Yeah. Like, like cool, it's yeah, still let's go watch this fucking movie. Fucking expensive. Yeah, that's expensive though. Bro, fifty-five pounds. So that's your ticket. My ticket. And, and like you don't even you. know if she's on, like you don't even know if she's on it. You're just thinking, right, yeah, this is a cute idea. <laughs> You're trying to impress her. She's like, bro, yeah, you, that man's cultured. Man goes theater. Yeah, because man, start doing too much. Listen, bro, she would have been cool staying indoors watching Paid in Full. Like, relax, <laughs> relax, bro. I go to the theater wearing a beret and that. <laughs> too much. I like smaller productions. So we went and saw a couple of years ago. Hashtag Lighty. Yes. By Lynette Linton. Um, and it just kind of just covered that that weird space of like being mixed race and stuff mm. from both sides. And it was done. It's like. They coined it as the first like social media play. 
because they had a big screen where they play the play essentially on that screen or mm. just sat there. And you've got people live in front of you as well. Nice small production. They went and got the local school involved. That was dope. I've seen Noughts and Crosses. Yeah. Um, I've forgotten the theater. It's in East London somewhere. I've gone and seen stuff at Southwark Playhouse. So there's like smaller... Yeah, I went production. to see um, Barbershop Chronicles. Of course, that yeah, was that's amazing. Well. Amazing. amazing. And I watched piece. Um, Seven Ways of Killing Kylie Jenner. Oh, she got my, my that was Right, that's mad. Amazing. Wait, what? Oh yeah. my gosh. Amazing. It's got the angry girl in um, from Sliced in there. So good. Wait, what kind of title is that? Ba- basically, it's about a girl, a black, dark skinned black girl who mm-hmm. becomes an internet troll and she goes through different ways of killing Ky- Kylie Jenner. So they'll be like ironic, like fill up her lips until she bursts or something like that and um <laughs> her friend is a is a light-skinned um lesbian so they kind of go through colorism and gentrification and um light-skinned lesbian you know yeah young me and that mm, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good yeah and i went do you know i went to an immersive theater that which was sick so it's like um an epidemic broke out and yeah. everyone goes blind so you are the people that go blind so you wear a mask and they yeah it's all that's what i'm saying like theater doesn't need to as you say mm. be like broadway 55 pound it could be the little small theater everyone goes like, blind you know going to chicago you know allow me bro please man. <laughs> i like my theater black I, you know they had brandy doing it for a bit they had um what do you call it beverly knight as well yeah um alexandra uh, alexandra burke done yeah, yeah bodyguard didn't it mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. had a few faces in there. Yeah, I mean, I'm pissed I missed that one though. Um, Seven Ways of Killing Kylie Jenner. Cause I saw, so I just started seeing the posters randomly through that Peck, um, East mm. London. Anyway, like I was on the way to work and stuff, I'd mm. see it and I just missed that. So there's there's stuff out there. And that's, it's good we mentioned that because not to just go back, but I remember a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about Top Boy, mm. leading up to anticipation, watching it and that conversation about, oh, we're getting the same type of content. Yeah. Mm. Just through this conversation now, you're already hearing there have been, there has been different stuff out there. There's different stuff happening. So it's, one of two, like, what are you paying attention to? Mm-hmm. And then are the right platforms like this kind of space giving those people an opportunity to come and promote? Because maybe just sometimes they just need more eyes and ears on them mm. for people to be like, okay, that just happened over there or, or that's cool. And, and the added fact that it's going to be a little bit cheaper than, yeah. than like a Broadway play and that. Yeah. Because like I said, 55 pound a ticket. She said it's not expensive, fucking expensive. It's a Mazzolini. So how far are you guys into your rebrand? Has it started or like- It has is it started. Just, okay. It hasn't launched yet. Mm-hmm. We're just kind of working in the background. Um, it is a bit difficult because as five black women, you know, we have to be excellent. We all have our own like personal things going on. Right. So obviously like, I'm managing CK as well and I'm doing the food doll and I'm doing the eyelash co. So trying <laughs> to find time between all five of us who are mm. all doing different things is a bit difficult, but it's coming. Yeah. Do you know what? Like, I guess when it, when you eventually piece everything together, um, it's obviously going to come back in a big way. It's just having to deal with, um, there's men in the venue now, isn't it? So mm-hmm. it's going to be, you might find some, some challenges. in hand, isn't it? You get me? In the venue, bro. <laughs> so our thing is, obviously, we're still going to prioritise women <laughs> because for us, it's, <laughs> for us it's important um, in an event space to mostly have women-only events or just women-only events because it's not just about a safety thing, but you know, when we do our events, like women can, if they want to take their wig off, they can. If the eyelashes slide in, they can. Listen, take the wig off in front of the man then, Okay, man. and how's that going to go down? It's going to be trending. It's gonna be no, it's going to be trend- yeah. trending wig, on man. Twitter. Yeah, f- uh, listen, no. free the scalp, innit? I'm going to wheel up some old school footage, yeah? Shout out to a girl, her name's Rita. She was on stage, Tim Westwood. Back the wig. That. Yeah, mm. back the wig. Back it. No. Yeah, man. Sometimes just free yourself from your oppression. <laughs> back the wig, man. <laughs> 
free yeah, yourself cool, from bro. oppression. <laughs> why, why is it awful? Listen. Do you, do you know why, yeah? Because, like, there's been, like, even, like, now I'm seeing videos of Donnie's, like, just running up on girls and just taking off their wigs, like. I don't know if you're talking about the one going on the, on the subway in. Yeah, but he would end that, up looking like an idiot anyway. But that, but that, was, a, but that was a skit, though. Like that, oh, that video yeah. was, was, that was a skit. skit. Yeah, that okay. was a skit. No, but that's not the first time I've seen course, something like yeah, that. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like, I get it. Mm. But come on, listen, man. I if you're free, we're like, free, innit? I've seen you, you get in your, like, your local gym and that, there'll be like women's only classes and stuff. Yeah. But a lot of people, they just prefer to be in that space. I'm not mad at that, innit? But that's the unfortunate thing. When you start stepping out a bit more, you're going to have that, like, people that kind of fucked you at the start were used to a certain thing and now they might be like uncomfortability where like you start having a few more man them in the room so it's just kind of managing that transition so we would never (laughs) i think we're always going to be black friend films so like i said the majority of our events are going to be women only but just like before we had events where it was open to everyone and those events were more like panel events or you know uh, pre-screenings and stuff what was the event yeah that was like women only and then someone snuck in there. Um, was, was it one of yours? Was it one of yours? So it's one of our, um, no, well actually that has happened at one of our events, actually. Mm. So someone Someone's, from your side is letting the team down. Someone brought their boyfriend. We were like, you need to go. So you need to but go. How was Donny dressed? Did he put on the wig, the shade? No, 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 no. He was, we were just like, act, like do you know we thought he was staff? No, it's actually. We staff? Yeah, we thought he was staff. It was actually one uniform, of our you know, partners. to the shrubs. That's what has his jacket. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> Can I see your tickets? <laughs> it, it, it was one of our joint events. So we did an event with a company called Lick, um, who's run by Teddy. So Teddy's like um, an influencer and she does like women only queer events. That's her thing. All right. And we did a joint event with them and um, another group, um, Dreams. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there was just a guy walking around. So do you know why it's a bit dangerous yeah for that because lick is like specifically queer events oh, okay. you have people who like their family don't know and like do you know what i'm saying uh, it's just like a safe touchy. space for them yeah to... yeah it's very touchy ain't no hetties allowed in the building that's it that's like when um niggas first went pussy palace and when they went and lost there, their soul and they went and when they went there they got an awful surprise because you go in there and it's not for the man them in it and they, i even see a tweet like maybe maybe like a couple of days after one of the events they were like they just reiterate listen this is a space for these specific people. If you don't fall under this criteria, you're not really welcome mm-hmm. in it. But you can't actually say you're not allowed to come in. Yeah. But you've got to respect that environment. So man, they went in there and they, one of, they say they were seeing a madness in there. But it is weird to be on the other side where like, you're the other in that in that space, isn't it? People, are, they've been going and doing their thing. It's like, I'm always bantering about me being at one of them house raves in Vauxhall. I remember one was like a rude boy thing. Mm-hmm. I remember being in an event before and I was the other in there. Horrible experience. <laughs> horrible, bruv. I said other. Yeah. We've had lo- enough backlash though. We've had um people be like, oh, but why is it just black black women? And can't I come? I'm, I'm a white woman, but I want to come. Ah, go to they don't really want to come. They just want to create uh, an issue. Bruv, it's like, did down, you see the Donnie on that? I don't know if it made you think of Shade, bro. I was saying, oh, why is there a black history month? Bro, you've got 11 months. Like you, you have all the other months, bruv. Mm. Like, you don't really have an issue. You just What Donnie is it? I just some white brother on the on the internet. I'm like, it's it's White History Month every month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even even amongst Black History Month. Yeah. Because still get a, a random Wednesday on week three. <laughs> 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 yeah, because like even in a working space, yeah, yeah. Like, there's not that many companies. Like companies are only starting to catch up now, doing like you know little initiatives at the workplace, um, inclusion, diversity. 
under the guise of Black History, under the guise of Black History Month. But then there's companies that just don't give a shit, fam. What do you mean, Black History Month? Oh, and if your place of work doing anything Black History Month? No. I am the only black in the village. Oh. I'm literally, there's- Are you taking over? No, I'm literally the only black person. Fair enough, I work for a small business, but there are, across the two businesses, there are about 32 of us now. I'm the only black person. There is one other Asian person on the other side of the business does it. Wow. Nobody we've interviewed since I've joined has been black or ethnic. Nobody, the other, no, the other side of the business um, interviewed one black girl since I was there and they really liked her. I heard some of the feedback, but I genuinely got the impression that it was like, well, Norman, we've already got one black. I don't think we need another one. Oh, did they say that explicitly? No, but it was very- oh, Okay, you got you got the vibes. There's no, there's absolutely no reason. If you mm. look at her qualifications and what they're asking for, she has it. She's overqualified. There's, it's just that thing of, we've got our token, let's- Do you know what I don't find interesting? Token. Do you know what I find interesting mm. in the workspace as well? It's yeah. like, when there is another black person, they expect you to link up. But then when you Always. do link up, it's, it's an intimidation yeah. thing, it's a problem. Cause like they're shocked that like rah, all right, the demeanor switched up a little piece. Like oh yeah, you're talking different, but they don't understand our I've mannerisms when we this. really. So not in the comp- in the. Be careful what you say. My previous got to pay these bills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in my previous company, that in my office they were like let's say twenty of us. I was the only black person. Then there was another black girl that joined. So then we obviously became. She's one of my best friends now. And I actually got pulled aside by my manager and her manager. And they said, we think your relationship is inappropriate. You have to stop. You can't talk about things that you've done on the weekend. It like it, you're excluding other people. Bearing in mind before she joined, nobody used to check for me. Nobody used to, everyone else was white. It was never an issue what I was doing on the weekend. And then all of a sudden, because we've got this friendship, it's a problem. And then what made it even more annoying is that the manager on the, and one of the other managers that was in the business, she wasn't even my manager. How can she go and report me to my area director? Because she was like, their relationship is inappropriate. Randall. She used to go on holiday with one of her members of staff. Yeah. And it's like- They was fucking, man. No, it was another girl. They were still fucking, man. We don't discriminate. They were like, we think your language is inappropriate. What language was this? Just. Well, go on. <laughs> that, 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 honestly, it, it was honest. It was absolutely ridiculous. Then there's that, like, so I had an issue where someone actually got let go. The convers. So I went to get my car, and the guy was like, "Oh, do you know so and so from so and so office?" I was like, "Well, no." There were like three thousand people in, my, in the business I used to work for. He was like, "Oh, but you must know him. He's like black as well." I said, "Well." No, it gets you can't worse. even ring ring upon their HR because they're like, all. Um, an oh, op. okay. I just thought you would have known him. He was like, I think it's amazing that this company is giving like you people a chance because it's really necessary. I feel like you've been impressed for so long. I saw that that coloured girl. No, you got nah, 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 nah. Man, at this point, man has said so many things. Bro, this story is bro. Are you telling me the truth? When these things happen, you know, you swear. Like I'm a confident. Everyone knows me. I've got a mouth on me. If I was gonna cuss him out, it would have happened. He's caught off guard. It was just the shock. Yeah. And he was like, oh, um, he was like, oh, I looked at your name and I thought it looked a bit funny, but I thought you might have been like Asian or something. My, my last name's not typically Nigerian. 
so I'm standing there, I'm just thinking, like I was so uncomfortable, like all I wanted to do was sign for the car and go. He was like, oh, um, to be honest, there was so-and-so in so-and-so office. I was surprised when I met him because like on the phone he sounded white, but when I met him, he was black as a spade. Well, to be to be fair, listen, uh, my telephone voice on point patterned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, sorry to bother you. Uh, you no, think it's a joke? The thing yes, is, I is think he's very named Foxtrot Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think it's a joke? All right, cool. <laughs> I speak English, but I speak a couple Englishes in it. No, but you see that, uh, yeah, that Donny, like man was giving man you said a song. Black is a spade. Man There's was giving spade. you a song. He got you. Let him get to the third verse. Yeah. How no, can you do that? I, was, I tell you, I, the shock. And the thing is, I got into so I got in, back into the office. I sat down. And for a split second, I was like, I was like, do you know what? I'm not gonna say anything. And that was the God's honest truth. Cause I thought, I genuinely do not want to be the that black, black person yeah. that caused an issue about race. Like I just, because I've had someone in the office say nigger. I said, I'm gonna Mm-mm. need you to maybe not say that. Then I get where told that I'm being work? sensitive. Yeah, the, where you work, yeah. plantation <laughs> cuz. So, what is going on? Honestly, so I got back in the office, I sat down. I was just like, okay, cool, whatever. I've got, got things to do. So later on, I was talking to one of my other colleagues and I think it was my manager actually. And I said like, I, I said something that the guy had said, but it was just in general conversation. And everyone around me that was white was like, whoa. I was like, well, that's not even the worst thing that he said. I was like, well, he said this, this and this. And I was actually surprised how everyone in the office went off and they were like, are you taking the piss? I was mm. like, well, yeah, rush him then. No. Go and rush him. So he got fired at my area director. I got fired. Oh, that's good. There was an email. I got a letter, and I was ge- like, compensation, I was genuinely reparations, shocked. nigga. So my area director was like, "What course of action would you like us to take?" Money. <laughs> 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 he was scared. He was sue. Yeah, and that's what it was. They were scared I was going to sue because I was one of a handful of women. And then I was a black woman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know the white people, Lethal mannerisms, yeah. when they're nervous. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it's mad. Like, mine wasn't as bad as that, but I had, like, on a small level, my last job, so so was like, my next door neighbor, we grew up together and work in the same company as her. Mm. And one of her friends from, like, a previous job also works there, innit? So I was quite conscious of the fact that she was open that, like, this is my bro. That's she didn't, because there was no point in hiding it, because it's eventually going to get out. And so this is my bro coming for an interview. But she, she didn't take the interview process. They did that. And it's on you if you're impressing on it. But from the minute I started working there, like I would walk in, like I would, I, it sounds like I would say hello to her last minute. These times I've been texting on the way to work. Like I see her mum before I left, before I left my mum's to come to work, whatever. Like I was conscious of like lunchtime, like just not because if her and her friend were together and I'm there, it's got the three black sat in the corner. Mm-hmm. One's eating jerk chicken there. Me, I'm eating jollof. What's that you got there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that smells good. Oh, no, that smells nice. Uh, what you got there? Proper nose diving in the in the oh, Tupperware, you know. And sometimes it's not come a bad place because it's like everyone's intrigued, but it's like just the optics, isn't it? And I was actually conscious of it. And I, you know, like most people, everyone online, oh, I don't give a fuck. I'm militant. When you're in a work environment now, you are very conscious how you move, regardless of race. Especially okay, new job, so you're trying to impress. Probation period, so no lateness, no illness, just normal things. But then that added on top of it. And then that's my my friend, didn't it? I didn't meet that person. Right? That's my lifelong friend. Mm-hmm. So yo, yo, finally we're in the building, and <laughs> you're you're in senior position, Nick. Are we here? So of course <laughs> I want to talk with you, innit? And sometimes the office goes, but I'll be conscious, and I'd see even see her, and then her manager even pulled up at one point and said, "Oh, I don't see you and um follow interact that much." I said, "Oh yeah, no, I'm just really busy." And she told me, "I was like, yeah, nigga, that's bad design." <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be strategic about it. Then obviously you have like your work drinks and just see us at the end of the bar. Everyone there's eat, drinking prosecco. Me. Can I have the rum with the 
Like you would you would notice we're doing our thing once we're comfortable in it. So mm. it wasn't as bad as your thing because that's in. I don't know if I could. I'll I'll lose a job in it. You say that. You say that, but honestly. N word. No, I'm flipping the table. So she was singing. Um, I knew it was uh, over a song. You know that scene in White Chicks when they're in the car? And then yeah, it was like that. We the like, realist digger. Um, <laughs> and you're like, so there's no one around. <laughs> she was like, I don't fuck with you. She was like, oh, something, something, nigga. And I was like, well, first of all, those aren't the words in the song. She was like, well, yes, they are. I said, well. So she not. just imagined the, the words that's, nigga that's in the lyric. Made it even worse. I was like, well, I don't care. I was like, even if it was. Like, no, she was like, well, it's in the song, so I genuinely don't understand why it's a problem for me to say it. If and then you got to have the stupid debate and that. So now I'm kicking off. I'm like, well, if I'm telling you that I'm offended by something, it's not up to you mm-hmm. to tell me. So this is my colleague that I'm having an issue with. So then her manager comes over and was like, you're actually going to need to calm down. Ah, oh, here it no, starts. I don't need to calm down. I'm offended. So I was like, I could feel myself and I have a horrible temper. And I know that once I've lost it, it's all over that's it it's all over Jackie so I left got in the car drove off so my manager's calling me now he's like you know in situations like this I think it's best not to overreact I think you've just got to you know think about consequences of your actions and I was like you're a prick and she said to him (laughs) verbatim you're a prick and I was like Isaac I know exactly why you're calling me don't do it don't he was like no I just you know this is going to cause bigger problems I said no because you're just saying that what you don't want to happen is for her to get fired. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying. Yeah. You don't care about how I feel. Mm. You haven't asked me if I'm okay, yeah. if I've been offended. You haven't asked me where I am. Like you, all you're saying is- He's actually is, spinning the block. I've got a ticket I got flashed. <laughs> <laughs> you got to send it back to the work and expenses. I'm blasting gigs in my car. Come on. Test out the now remix. Being a black person in the corporate space is just funny. And you know, it's not always just like as obvious as that. Mm. Um, In my redacted company, um, they dedicated a section of the weekly meetings to whatever hairstyle I had at the day, on the day. Because I changed my hair quite a lot in it, like wig life. So just blonde one day. Wig on, wig off. That's it. Blonde one day, red next day, black. So just things like that. Like for me, that was like so embarrassing. And and, you know, just coming, that anxiety of coming into the office of new hair. Everyone's reaching for your hair like the Jordan logo. Like it's (laughs) 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 Bruv like. Oh, oh my gosh, um, what is that new hairstyle? Can I touch it? Is it real? <laughs> but you're lucky yeah. they even ask. I, I generally was surprised when I started talking to like a lot of my female friends and they were like, nah, they just like drive by hair touching. Just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, certain times my wig wasn't even glued on. So you're running your hand through my head and the thing's sliding back like. Nah, 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 nah. Bro, because I'm just trying to work. The recliner. The imagery is mad. Oh, man. (laughs) You know I quit. If my wig ever fell off at work, I'm quitting my job. Oh, convertible, you know. That's funny. No, man. Australia and people don't really seem to have a problem with it over there so I don't really understand what your issue is. So go back to Australia then. If I get to like touch her hair, my black friend, I don't see why it's a problem because I'm telling, you know, do you know what I did that day? I googled why not to touch black hair and I sent that article, the Love link it. to the article to, everyone to in the office. whole company. That's it. CC and everyone. My managers, my director, everybody. So obviously everyone's tap, 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 
what's going on? I said, <clears throat> I told her not to touch my hair and she didn't understand why. So I just want to let everybody. Just so we're crystal clear, innit? You just know, when you forward like the, the email to everyone and just write FYI. <laughs> That's it. That's bro, I love a bit of passive aggressiveness, you know. Hey, listen, man. Bro, all, all the white people, in a, bro, all the white people in the company are probably thinking, is this a virus? Like, why is everyone getting this email? <laughs> Do you look okay? I know before we obviously went on. I'm happy you said what you said. Do you even care if your company does anything with Black History Month? Um. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I'm not on it, man. I cool. do. Because if you work in corporate, you know that it's just. It's a box ticking exercise. Yeah, 100%. Like, what yeah. are you going to do? Do yeah. a private screening of roots? Like, I don't, I honestly, don't want to see it. <laughs> I do. I don't. Because. They got Django on repeat. Nah, rob yeah. this England. Use some of the budget. Rob this England. Yeah, use some of the budget. Do you know what? I think it's how they do it. So, like, in my company specifically, they will dedicate Black History Month, not just to history, but to, like, furthering Black History black excellence so you know doing cv workshops and trialing things that are going to make things better i feel like it needs to be more forward thinking than just is that anything yeah. to give me a few hours out of office i'm all i'm all for do it you know what it is like um and sometimes like there's this conversation of like oh yeah black history month we don't care about it we don't want to speak about things that are in the past from the moment we you've just done something it becomes a part of history do you know what i'm of saying course, yeah, yeah. so you could do something today yeah. that's part of history because yeah people um if it's done well enough people are going to remember it yeah. and hopefully it can create an impact there's always a moment where we create an impact you may not think that this is going to be as impactful whilst yeah. you're doing it but then once it's all said and done that's history in itself so like yeah. when i see people say we don't care about black history month you can start something today that will stand the test of time in it of course mm -hmm. yeah so there's various different aspects of looking at black history rather than thinking um Black history, we, we only um, associate black history to slavery or, um, you know, the pastimes of the civil rights movement. Yeah. There's been a lot of things that have happened. Innovation, um, technology, entertainment, yeah, bro, politics, well, um What, nine days in into Black History Month? Yeah. And there's a lot that's happened since the start. Do you know what I'm saying? June Sarpong's just been given a big rod. Household BBC. name, by the Creative way. Creative director. Yeah. Exactly, household names. Um, so these are things that are going to stand the test of time people are going to remember it especially if she makes an impact yeah in her new um position so yeah man like you just got to think about certain things a little bit differently tackle things differently and maybe you'll have a newfound perspective yeah. of what you're talking about or what you disagreed with um mm. in regards to black history month so that's my take on it man yeah. i'm only not bothered just because like there's not that many of us at, at where i'm working currently I just don't feel they would do it right. Mm. So I would just leave it alone from that perspective. Mm. That's why I'm just, bro, I just want to come to work, do my job and go home. I'll be honest with you, man. Sometimes I just want to go, I'm not on Get it. involved, man, yeah. in, in certain activities at work because it will, it will, Yeah, once you know, probation has been passed, yeah. You will see the real me. Yeah, yeah. That's when I'm going to take <laughs> off the mask. Then it's a big reveal and that's when we start moving mad. But until then, on my P's and Q's, innit? I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. What, what do you want to get into? Because I know there's a lot on the agenda. I feel like we're, we're quite black this week. So should we... Uh, <laughs> well, are you laughing like that? I know we're black every week, but this week, very black, isn't it? So, Chiamanda, some comments recently. Yeah. Obviously, you know how the social media is. Mm -hmm. You'll have a 45-minute conversation, hour conversation. We'll get a 60-second clip and uh, everyone run, runs wild. If you've got the advantage, you can play it and then we'll, uh, we'll have a little chat after. Yeah. 
I think identity is something one always negotiates, mm. but it's also often something that's external. So that's it's something, it's something inside and outside mm. as well, right? Yeah. I identify very happily now as black, but I didn't always, because I became black in America. When I went to the U.S. to go to university, I, I realized, oh, I'm suddenly something else called black. Mm. And it's not to say that I didn't know that my, my skin is the glorious color of chocolate, but it's that, um, which I wouldn't change for anything, by the way, but it's, it's that idea that, there, um, that there's meaning attached to skin color in certain parts of the world. And I had come from Nigeria where really skin color didn't have meaning. Mm. Ethnicity had meaning. Religion had meaning. And then to come to the U.S. and um, to be in class and to write an essay which the professor said, who wrote this? This is the best essay. And I raised my hand and he looked surprised. And it was a very small fleeting moment. And it was maybe my fourth week in the U.S. Mm -hmm. But that's when I realized to be black mm -hmm. is to have people make certain assumptions. Mm. Thoughts in the room? I somewhat agree with her and I understand why she said what she said. Um, I can relate because I grew up in Jamaica and my first sort of proper experience of racism was not in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. So I don't think she meant it to say like skin color because I know everyone was like, yeah, but you know, colorism, I don't think she's referring to colorism. Yeah. I think she's specifically talking about if you're black or not. And um, yeah, in Jamaica, obviously the majority of people are black. And yeah, I just didn't, I didn't have that kind of I didn't grow up with that racism I only felt it when I really came here and I was one of like two black people in my college type thing or in yeah. my school so I do agree with her um in that respect yeah, from somewhere being like a majority to now being a minority yeah I identified as Jamaican I, w I First, only yeah. kind of more recently identify now as black because I was told like you know you got to tick that box that says you're black Caribbean type mm. thing mm. Yeah. I think in America is different like how they see being black is definitely different. Like I remember I was um I was listening to a podcast and you had someone that was Haitian on there. Yeah. Um that grew up in New York or I don't know, Jersey or, or whatever. Mm. And she said that basically, you know, all the other kids were like, You're not black, you're Haitian. Yeah. And I was thinking, huh? Like what? <laughs> and you get that from black people as well over And there. you get that from black people. Do you know mm. what I'm saying? It was it was just it it just it made me look at things a little bit differently with how they were brought up. Then, you know, certain things start to make sense, especially how they behave on the internet, mm. you know, because um, I feel like they are very entitled to blackness and they feel like they're the gatekeepers of blackness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you've got this whole ADOS community and that without going on a tangent, if you know what that is, yeah. what that refers to. I think I, like I said, a one minute clip never gives a totality conversation. Mm. That's a conversation she had from a live Q&A with um, The Economist, didn't it? And they did like um, what it is to be like a feminist. She had a, like a nice sit down, and it's more context what she's saying. I get what she meant. I understand why some people might like pick apart because even you saying being from Jamaica, I hope I'm right in saying some of the people that hold the most prominent positions in politics, social standing, are of a, a lighter hue. You know, they they're gonna be uptown. They're gonna be more light skin. You get mm -hmm. that in Nigeria as well. Mm -hmm. Colorism definitely is a is is a thing. It's obviously a byproduct of white supremacy and racism. So you can't deny that. But I think what she's trying to say is in real simple terms is being Nigeria, everybody looks like me for the most part. And it, of course you got different shades, but everyone looks like me for the most part. Going to America, I'm not a majority. I may move into like more ghettos or projects or certain places there's a high um, amount of black people, but I still have, I, I get reminded regularly that I 
stand out and I'm different. Whereas at home, it's not the case, isn't it? So I don't see like why this, I understand certain level, but you know, like the, the madness that you get with social media where yeah. everybody's piling on and almost trying to pick apart. You know what? I didn't even see the argument. What was mm. the argument? Why did it become a thing? Like People what? are like, what are you talking about? If if that's the case, then people in bleach in Nigeria and this mm. want to be an issue. And you know, what you said is really interesting about um, both Nigeria and Jamaica, like yeah. in terms of colorism. Yeah. And this is actually something I get backlash for even to now. Because I grew up in Jamaica, like, I'm not considered lighter or brown or whatever. Like I've only been identified as that hair. Okay. In Jamaica, I am dark skin. So I call myself dark skin. I identify as dark but skin. But you also tan more when you're out there. You're just going to look a bit darker. Yeah, I grew up darker. Okay. In it, to the Obviously point the water of, hair is a bit harsher people, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that hard water. <laughs> Thames water. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I got, I got I'm a little bit lighter. Well, <laughs> I'm a little bit lighter than when I was uh, growing up. But like for me, I had those experiences in terms of... yeah being dark skinned so now people are like what are you talking about are you delusional you're not dark skinned I'm like what I am yeah so, I'm looking at you right now and I'm like mm, browning mm. but um yeah I agree with you and yeah. that was the argument was like oh why did she say that because that's not true colorism is I there think also, so because we, she, she's obviously she's an author people that know her know her work because she's held in quite high regard yeah there's always that thing where it's like you're never allowed to like misspeak or mm. your words get taken out of context but you know what yeah I feel like in that minute clip I, f- I felt like she articulated herself very well. Yeah. Yeah, but you know how social media is. Yeah. So. I, d- I didn't see like um, any room for misinterpretation to what she said, mm. but that's just me. Yeah. You know, um, and obviously like we, we've spoken about like listening to um, small um, clips yeah. of um, a longer story. Like for example, the Jay-Z thing. Yeah. He was speaking in circles. I felt like she was quite clear and quite clear mm. and concise to her point. Doesn't mean you and, can't still pick up what she said. Yeah, like I, suppose I understand like the colorism true. argument and why people would say that, but I think it's, as long as I'm getting her right and what she's trying to say, that's the hard thing as well. Like you've got to say what you mean and mean what you say, and that's mm. in this day and age now. Everything's like microwave. You're watching everything with a fine tooth comb. Where like you can't stumble anywhere or you can't maybe not be so precise. But colorism is right for Nigeria. It's rife in many other places. You've got Jamaica. Mm-hmm. In the Asian world, you, you've got like um, the caste system. You've then got it in Latin America. You've got it in Korea. Southeast Asia. Yeah, like it's, it's rife everywhere because of white supremacy. Mm. If you're closer in shade to whiteness, you're deemed more beautiful. I've yeah. people offer me bleaching cream because my mum is very fair. Mm. Wow. Very, very, very mm. fair. Like probably, first example I can think of, maybe, maybe like Beyonce color, like she's undoubtedly light skin. I have had people offer me, where will you bleach on your wedding day? You're not oh, bleach. Oh, that's awful. Literally, just my whole life. Like, look how, people used to say that to me all the time. Look how nice and clean your mum is. She's so white. Come on, like it won't hurt. And since I have been like, a ch- like an actual child. Bitch, I'm getting darker. Where's the sun? <laughs> I'll piss the whole it's family like, off. <laughs> that people, and because it's something that has just been so normalised, people don't understand the impact that that has. Like, I'm so grateful that I grew up understanding that typically it, where we come from, my mum is an exception. Mm. Like, of course, you do have okay. people in Africa, but it's interesting, you know, that you say that because just this over the past couple of days, I had the same a similar conversation with um, a friend of mine um, that had posted something on her story about you know her mum being so fair um, and her younger sister being as fair as their mum. 
and um i think like one of the captions was like you know um they've got the good the good um complexion the good skin mm -hmm. and she's like your complexion right not the mum the mum's like more fair and stuff mm. and i was like what do you mean by that she was like are, are you saying that you know because they're light skinned they're better and she was like yeah could you imagine if that if i was their complexion and i was like rah and i didn't expect that because this is someone that's like you know she's you know she's grown up here and stuff like that so i would have thought that her opinions would be it wouldn't be that ridiculous to me but it was like wow people still feel that way i think there's two layers to colorism i think it does obviously stem from back home as well mm. like as you said nigeria jamaica etc from our parents um when people have these these conversations and they're cussing people with bleach, I'm like, but some of your parents bleach, so it's a, your product. Like, not even, no, I don't even mean it as a scent. Jesus it's Christ, true. my edges. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it as a genuine thing and they're, yeah, yeah. they're products of their environment. Yeah. They dealt with more colorism than we did. Mm. But you've also got it in terms of Western culture, in terms of music. When you see, when you can't look at a music video and see women that look like you, when you can't look at, yeah. you know, women in leading roles or men in leading roles that look like you, those are things that, that do affect you. So I think there's like kind of two layers to it. So I'm not surprised that as a mm. girl who grew up here, that it affects her as well. You've got to remember as well, people reach their awakenings at a different point, isn't it? That's true. Because there's some things that we might, we deem as like, oh, that's, that's normal. I know people like right, that's mad, and then they like you cotton on later, like even like linking back to conversation having about earlier about like rape culture, sexual assault, etc. There's some stuff we like have had to unlearn from like university culture, just moving a certain way, and then mm. but to other people like no, nah, that's mad. We mm. would thought that's normal, so except people reach their awakenings at different times, isn't it? I, I get why you. If I saw it, I'd be like, and especially if it's someone that's like like your brethren that like you hold close, because yeah, yeah, you can you can chat to your people, innit? Yeah. And it's it's good that you actually are mm. able to be like, yo, let me pull you up on this and have a conversation, innit? So mm. it's got to be had. I like I said, I I I wanted to have the chairman of the conversation just because I found those things interesting. It's like as soon as you reach a certain plateau of wokeness or how people re, re, like view you, you can never like put a foot wrong. Mm. I think mean, we kind of need to just cut ourselves a bit more slack. Yeah, I've always I always I'm of the belief that we're a lot harder on ourselves than we are on other people. There's there's room where you know you're like you yo my man pattern up, but. No, allow me, bro. Capitalism is oppressing me right now, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Like, can I collect these coins? It's funny that you say that yeah. because obviously there's been a high-profile case. What's that? Um, over in the states, um, and then you know, like the you know the whole talk of us being more hard on ourselves than we on other both, people. Both from Gene case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously the court case and yeah. um, the whole conversation of us being so forgiving yeah. to the other. Yeah. Because. Um, I lost my thought. It's a foul case, man. And I know what you mean. So you're referring to, so the clip that we'd all seen was the brother of both from Jean yes, saying that yes. he forgives Amber Geiger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his brother. It. Now, I'm not going to pretend like I didn't tweet out and say, whatever type of compassionate Christianity that is, I'm not for it. I mm. serve a vengeful God, innit? Man is on re revenge. <laughs> smoke, yeah, yeah sm smoky settings at all times, innit? <laughs> and I could be projecting because I've not been in that situation. I know what that feels like. Mm. But I have enough belief in myself that I ain't forgiven anybody that's done, done a wrong to my like my loved one. But I will cut that person some slack because that is their brother and how they, like, beliefs and what you believe in. Like, some people hold them very dear, innit? And they, like, you know, like, they follow them by the letter. Yeah. He may genuinely believe that due to his religious beliefs that this is how I should, I should move, innit? 
I'm not overly mad at him, even though I tweeted what I tweeted. Now, as for the judge, we saw that clip where the judge goes to hug her. Mm. I don't get that, innit? Yeah. And then you've got the um, the black female police officer within the, within the court as well. Stroking her hair. Stroking her that. hair and stuff. When I see those things, I was like, I was like, is this a Black Mirror episode? What's, like, what's, mm. what's going on here? Like, I've, I've genuinely, I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah, yeah, of I've course. I've never like, seen in, that. In, in, in regards to like the side of the law, doing all that, that is insane because mm. like I can imagine the um the victim's brother um still having like conflicting thoughts whilst he's doing mm. the unimaginable to most. Because yeah. you would think like, rah, this person standing before me killed my my brother and I'm there forgiving them or hugging them. Like his the like just imagining someone in that position to go and do that their emotions are still running wild. Like there's still mm. something that's probably sensitive, sensitive and pulling him back to not do it, but he's doing it anyway. And I guess like in terms of um, how people grieve, they say it takes time. You never fully get over it, but um, time is a healer, they say, right? And um, I think the actual crime was done a year ago. Yeah. So he's probably had so much time to process what's going on and stuff like that. That's why whilst everyone was outraged, I wasn't like, you know, too quick to like, you know, and even though I have the same sentiments as you, yeah, could never be me, but you just never know. Mm. Do you know why I wasn't as outraged? Because there have been videos of people hugging their son or daughter's killers. Mm. That So this isn't a new concept. Yeah, I think the outrage came from because it was seen as a, this is another white woman getting away. Like, do you know what I'm saying? White privilege, she's got away with murder. Mm. Let's give a buck a buck because it's a black man as well. Yeah, that's that. I, I saw the tweets. I ain't gonna say <laughs> name. You, you know who you are, you're listening to this and you probably <laughs> use the hashtag to respond at some point. I saw the tweets saying, oh, Oh, black men are the weakest links. And then you'll see the two or three tweets later refer, um, talking about the black female judge and the officer. I don't want to start doing black men mm. against black women, but if that's what you're leading with and you've got two people in authority, they're working, they're, they're mm -hmm, at their job, mm -hmm. in it, mm -hmm. doing what they're doing. Let's not do that. Okay. So there's no yeah, emotional ties. Like, um, you've seen videos of people, like other judges consoling. No, not other, judges. Not family people, members. Yeah, family members. With the judge, I think the bit that the bit that I found disturbing was the fact that I think they said they talk to the mic for us, sir. The judge, the judge told the jury that they can they could consider the woman on a manslaughter charge. I feel like that's where a lot of the outrage came from from the judge. So it was a like it was a culmination of her saying that they could sentence her on manslaughter, which yeah. would carry significantly lower charges. Mm. And then on top of that, you're seen to be like modly coddling. Mm -hmm. the victim it's like okay where is you're saying like it's compassion it's the christian thing fine but isn't a big thing in america being able to separate church and state so regardless of which way you look at it you're sort of blurring lines and why if considering how compelling the evidence was against this woman she's had a history of being racist she's had an issue of um she's been um, like written up at work for using excessive force specifically towards black people mm. you are on the wrong floor if you are a police officer the least that is required of you is that you're supposed to have your wits about you but somehow you were able to leave your car get in the lift kick down the wrong front door step inside not realize that these were your belongings and then shoot someone so it's like how 
could you look at all of that and then what the judge has done and then not feel outraged towards those people because you i'm not usually the type to sort of get so involved in this whole race thing like and not to play the all lives matter card but there does have to come a time where as black people we need to accept that these things are happen like have happened and are happening but maybe focus on how we move past it not to excuse or forget everything that's happened before mm. but it gets to a point where it's like okay what are we supposed to do if black people aren't standing up for black people as well fair enough you don't want to do keep on um like repeating the cycle of racism but surely you feel like the least you could do if you weren't going to stand up for us in your position of power in a position of influence where your actions are being seen not just by the nation but the whole world you had one moment where you, you had know, one job you nothing. all you had to you... do was do nothing and that would have been okay but you decided to go so far left against all of that yeah. and do what you did that's where sort of my issue was with all of that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you I mean there there is a school of thought that um the judge may have transferred some voodoo through the hug. If that, if that was the case, <laughs> and she drops dead on the wing next week, hey, hold the it, judge. Hold this voodoo yeah, 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 yeah. Hold, hold that through the hug in it. Like, if the, <laughs> Covertly sticking a pin in her. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't mind that. Like, I hear what you're saying. I think, but the only way we can move, it's hard to even say move past. The only possibly way we can do that is when standout case like this happen, the person has to get enough punishment for us to be satisfied. So 10 years for me is far from enough. Mm. Um, the fact she even got convicted I was surprised but that shows how much evidence there was against her where they could even still mm. try and sweep it under the rug it's too much like you know like bitch you went too far like, yeah. you have to kill him you yeah. just shoot niggas in the knee now it's just it's too much innit <laughs> she did way too much so she killed him but then you've got the blue wall of silence because it's so high profile she is also a white woman and you've got the white woman tears you've got the system against like I don't maybe I don't even want to say should we cut the judge some slack but nah, do, we, do, we know, do we know what they're facing on the other end because let's be really frank here courtrooms across the world it's a lot of Corridors of power, deals get get made, innit? Like, listen, we're gonna pattern this up, we'll pattern that up. Mm. Did you not see that um, one of the um, members of the jury has been got shot in the mouth and is the now dead? Witness. He's, he's dead. He's witness. Yeah. Yeah. He's dead. Yeah. Josh, Joshua Brown. So I think there's a lot more to this case than we probably know about or we'll ever know about. Do you know what my thing is? I I do feel like the judge should have been impartial. In terms of the brother, I was kind of on the fence. Yeah. The reason I was on the fence is because I feel like black people are not afforded that ability to um, be angry and to be aggressive. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Or even me, I'm saying the word aggressive, but do, do, do you get yeah. what yeah, I'm trying to say? Upset, like, yeah. you know, I feel like we have to be more patient. We have to be more understanding. Um, and that ties into things like she was saying about um, um, the lady, the, the officer being a bit more aggressive with black people is because we're deemed to be stronger. Like, yeah. bro, some, like, release, like, louder strength sometimes because everyone deems us that mm. way, isn't it? People always deem so, so they will hand off something. Yeah, you get like an Eric Garner where there's, there's you will have seven niggas. police officers. Yep. Okay, listen, he's a big nigga, but you're choking him. Yeah. It's fine, you've won, innit? Mm. Choke the man all the way till to, to he dies now and you've got mm. I can't breathe t-shirts. It's excessive force, but they are culturally like led to believe that we are stronger oh, than everybody else. The judge did actually. She gave the woman a Bible. That's what she did. Yeah, and then hugged she her. She gave her a Bible and then hugged her as well. It's like, yeah. Nah. Bible ain't going to save you on a week. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's man. a law thing though as well. I think it's a factual thing. So I think with cases like this, a lot of people go in emotions, but sometimes there's like actual laws behind it. And the reason she was found of murder yeah. and not manslaughter is because the facts point to murder. Yeah. But, she wasn't able to use the whole like stand your ground um, yeah. Yeah. defense. So the facts did show it was a, an actual mistake, 
they were talking about like how she was sleep deprived and she had only just moved into the apartment and That's all of this stuff. That's not a strong stuff. enough fact for me. Uh, for Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like for a yeah. police officer, like um, part of, I can imagine part of your training is to be alert at all times. Isn't yeah. It? You have to be alert. And she was texting another Donnie in the same breath. Mm. So it's just mad. And the thing is, is that she was facing up to 99 years and she got 10. Yeah. That is absolutely outrageous. And that's what the issue is, is this disparity. So yeah, she got convicted of murder, but she still got a lighter sentence in comparison to what many other people up and down mm-hmm. the country. And it would just be because she's a white woman and she's a police officer. Yeah. So that's where the mistrust happens. And that's when mm-hmm. you get this blurred lines in the community where now people won't want to report stuff to the police or like yeah like, and there's, the, there's talk of like oh yeah let's, let's it's true and like there's this talk of like oh yeah let's infiltrate um these spaces like let's have more of us in positions of power this is the number one example we've got someone right there that has the power to do um right by the victim's family and by the victim yeah and she goes and gives the person 10 years mm. so what like in she's not even going to do the full sentence i guess it's a jury though and that's a i think that's the kind of messed up thing with america is that their constitution is so open it's like lawyers can actually get away with stuff you can actually get away with murder in that country i think mm. here in the uk it's a little bit different yeah i think it's a bit stricter it's a tough one man question yeah go mm-hmm. on so what did the brother exactly do? He hugged her. Did the brother hug as well? Yeah, the yeah. brother the brother hugged her and said he forgives her and oh, yeah, he yeah, does yeah. he said, I know if my, my brother was alive, he wouldn't want you to go to jail. No, don't speak on my behalf, bro. No, no, no. I was no. like, whoa. This is when I start tapping your dreams cars yeah. on your head. He said, I know that um he would want us to forgive you, basically. I don't nah, know. Everyone's nah, trying to nah, nah, everyone nah, tries nah, to nah, paint nah, their nah. family in like amazing light. Listen, I've gone now. Older brother or younger brother? Hey, bro, it um, don't matter. I'm not sure. You see me, yeah? Like, try and hug my murderer, flam, fam. They were still in existence. Sleep paralysis in it every it, night. Yeah. yeah. But I hear you, cuz. I get it, yeah. But you see, um, so they're giving the brother flat for that, innit? Is what was happening on the line, right? Yeah, there, mm-hmm. was, there was extreme, there was like the other end, like Coon, all this stuff. That for me was extreme. Right, that's mad. Yeah. Well, you'll get that because we work in extremes mm. online, innit? Um, but I think you can see from the mood in this room, mm. I understand if it's like it was off the basis of his religious beliefs. I can get that in it. It's still mad to me, but your beliefs are your beliefs. If you feel like I am meant to follow follow these tenements, whatever, by the letter, then fine in it. But it's just the optics as well. Like we get to see you visually go and give that person like compassion and that in the moment where like do you it know, should be rage. Do you know to what me. I, do you know what I find absurd, yeah? And I understand it completely. But at the same time, is that's probably the strongest person that you could ever see. You see with grievances, especially if someone stole from you. Yeah. The idea that you have to live with the anger and never be able to essentially express it is one thing, innit? Of course, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So mm. you can be angry, you can be mad, you can do whatever, but you're the only one that's hurting for that, innit? That justice doesn't serve your anger. Mm. That person mm. get 99 years. You mm. won't feel any better. Yeah. 10 billion years, Don't you won't feel any you better. You see what I'm back. saying? Yeah. But you see having the strength to actually, because it's a healing process, innit? Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Being able to make that step at such a stage, to me personally, that represents more strength than anything else, innit? all that outrage and you know what I would have done and this and that. It's the Malcolm and Martin thing. It's like, can you, can you take, can you take this beating in it? It's, it's almost that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that because you're not taking a beating. Mm. You're actually taking a step forward and it's not a matter of, because what are you going to do? Are you going to murder that person? That's the only equal thing you're going to do, but you're not mm. going to do that. Do you understand? You can say this, that and the third, but you're not going to do none of the above. So the reality is with that person, I can't really hear no one saying, me personally saying that, how could you do that? Because it's so outlandish, but you will get to a stage where 
someone kills one of your family members 15 years later you can be mad at the time saying you're going to do this when they come out of jail you're not going to do nothing mm. do you see what I'm saying that's true, but I'm not, I'm not mad at people that don't vibrate at that frequency I think you, you, you can have both like you can have both I understand that and I understand that premise and that thought process great fantastic but can I get smoke and then I heal after like maybe pe- it some some for him. people do want their justice, isn't it? But like maybe people- it was enough for him. I feel like people are so angry because they were projecting mm. to a certain extent. Mm. I feel like they saw this as such a landmark case, yeah. and oh my god, this is like I'm surprised that she got convicted of murder. So then to have that kind of sm- I don't want to call it a small win, but that kind of small victory for Black Lives, and then for him to hug her, I think people saw that as a step and backwards. Do you know why that throws me off? Because it's like people are more concerned, and this is what's fucked. Everyone's more concerned with what's happened to her as opposed to what's happening with the family. Mm. Because you're looking at it from a perspective of, but she just got away. My brother is trying to heal. You're looking mm. at it wrong already. Because mm-hmm. you're trying to win with your agenda as opposed to, you're not a victim. She's not a victim. The only yeah. victims are the family, you understand? Mm. So but his actions within that, within the optics of that make, make her become a victim because we are now, you've got him hugging her. You've got the judge no, hugging her. Rea- you've, no, got the, the, the you've got the female the officer. Is- like the, she become, in that moment there, we almost for a split second forget that she's uh she's going to jail for murder. She's a murderer. Like she we actually I know you I know what you're saying, but his actions do play into the, the into that victim mentality where you've got the white man with the tears, you've got the judge doing that, you've got the female police officer doing that. So it is a lot and I, I'm not mad at it because everyone like moves at a different pace, isn't it? We're not all gonna vibrate on that frequency. I'm not angry at the people that want rage, I'm not angry at him for being the way he is because like I said, it is a different type of strength, yeah. isn't it? But I'm be honest, I maybe don't want that type of strength. No, I hear it's that. It's fine to say I'm on rage. You know what it is? The idea of what a victim is isn't always as conventional as what you think. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And in that regard, that's what I'm referring to, innit? You see what I'm saying? Because somebody is handling it in a way or may have surpassed certain steps. He is he and his family are still the victims in this. Regardless of how you look at it, regardless of how it's made you feel, regardless yeah. of what I've triggered in society, they are still the victims because they they had something They've lost their loved one, yeah. yeah. You see what I'm saying? That that's true. And, that's, a, and mm. that's just a fact. That's not, it's mm. not my opinion, that's just a fact. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So that's what I'm I'm looking at. I'm like to myself, it's so mad that people are outraged but by a situation, but you're getting at somebody that just lost someone. Yeah. Mm. So you're acting like you're outraged on what's happened, but you're not because you're yeah. getting at the family member that lost someone. Perspective is a very fucked thing. Mm. Yeah. So it's yeah. easy to comment when you haven't been through it. And yeah. Donnie could have been me? mad 24 hours before. He could have acted like that in that moment and then go home and be on rage that like it might be a process for him. He may be in that moment, cool. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Yeah. Like the mm. fact that he, he leant over to hug this woman, he's got so many conflicting thoughts in his head. Like, rah, should I, shouldn't I? Like, how's this gonna look? He might have like, gone to choke her and just yeah, change his mind last night. He might have gone, you know what? I wanna choke her, and, and but I'll is, go to jail. And the thing is, is that we don't even know how hard man was breathing when he was <laughs> reaching for the hug. And why the like, fuck do you say what you say, yeah? We all say this, yeah? But if Donnie choked and I went jail, is anyone putting mine in his books? The GoFundMe? Are you, everyone's saying free my man, but are you going to stand in a gap for him to- No, they're not. Because if you were, cool, rage. I'll support him fully, but I know they're not going to go and, the extra mile. You know, it, it just, it, just it, fro- it always throws me when I mm. see like, when people are so passionate about things that they're only passionate about for the moment. You see what I'm saying? Because these are things that people have to live with for the rest of their lives, isn't yeah. it? So don't gas me to do something that you're not going to back. Oh, but uh, it, was, it was then. Yeah. No, no, because now I'm doing 25 years. You I know you're just, oh, it don't he, really make he sense. He went too far. The man are moving mad. Mm-hmm. Bro, you, you, you push me. You get push me, me to put the battery like, in that's back. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'm done, man. Fuck it. When he's just passionate about something, just got to let him go. Nah, it's just, we ain't going to hear from him for another two weeks. Yeah, you know, the thing is, it. no, but it's, he's right, though. Yeah. Like, and um, this is um, one of the, the many examples is that everyone is different. Everyone handles and processes things differently. So you're just thinking about like, what I would do, but wait a minute, like you've got to think about the person that's in the situation that's actually living through it because I can sleep well at night. 
mm. chatting shit on the internet, mm. basing it on my, my emotions. I can go to sleep. Donnie's not going to sleep. Mm. We don't know that we don't even know Donnie. Like we don't know how he moves. We don't know his characteristics. Like we don't know nothing about. The brother may be right. Like, he may he may be on the same wave as him and be a compassionate Christian, or whatever. Yeah. And be like, he brother may have forgave him. Mm. You know, yeah, possibly. I mean, but, listen, I don't mind uh, a certain level. Once you start stepping over and like you're a weak link, you're a coon. I think you go too far in it. Yeah, man. Like, I feel like if you're gonna call someone a coon, I need solid, hard like evidence. Like, and I, I need it to be black and white. So then you let the sea word fly in it. Then we got. Then we just got to let it fly. I want us to be a bit more lighthearted, though. If you can do, yeah. Should we go into Joker? Has everyone, has everyone seen it yet? No, no, no. no. Spoiler alert. No, you can't. Oh, I can't. No. No. You're gonna drive me to drink. I'm, I'm doing October. I'll give me the Maggie right now. I'm gonna lose it. But the film came out on Friday, bro. Fuck that, bro. <laughs> do you know how hard it is to make everyone be like at least. Half the room be on one accord. I got Sosa and, and is, Vans to watch. Bro, and the thing is, yeah, like man I'm made a conscious bro. effort to watch it before we recorded. I'm literally gonna watch it tomorrow. We, as okay, well. cool. We did a screening for, for obviously for Benny Boy events, yeah. Vans went to cinema after that. I don't even mess with like, yeah, I seen it. It was sick. I was like, bro, my nigga's on point for. And the thing is, yeah, like I was like, bro, am I gonna sleep? Because you know I me, mean? like man, cereal, like in the cinema, man sleeps in it. I was like, nah, I'm, I'm captivated throughout. I yeah. watched it. And I was like, um, the Donnie that plays um, Joker, Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix like he's like, he's one of my guys, isn't it? We're gonna, we're, we're gonna talk about it. We're, gonna, we're not gonna do a mad thing. We're not yeah, gonna watch it. Are you are you watching? I'm fucked. I'm fucked. Everyone is in unison. No, if I have spoilers, yeah. Do you hear me? Can't you just speak about it without the spoilers? All right, so let's touch on. All right, let's so yeah. So in the end, basically in this part, so um, I guess in a way that we will have to speak about it where there's no spoilers. <laughs> well, watching Vans trying to talk in circles is no, no, the no. worst thing. So, so, so let's talk about the controversial aspects of it like, um, and people's take on it because there's been reports that a lot of people in America um, were walking out of the movie halfway through based on how disturbing it was and so on and so but forth. You know what you yeah, but it's a joke. He's a mental health patient. Nick, that nigga ain't stable. People are really angry also about the song that was used because the song's by a convicted paedophile, right? Yeah, yeah. Guy, guy, um, yeah Gary, the, the iconic thing you were seeing when Donnie's walking down the steps, yeah, and, and the music playing in the background, when you find out who it's by, the nigga called Gary Glitter. Like, mm. Isn't he dancing? Hey, yeah, he's dancing. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> do you know what, yeah? <laughs> I love that scene. I, I, think that, that, I look, love that, that scene. That scene's amazing on mute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't watch it on me, bruv. Hey, I was trying to clean it up. I was trying to, was trying to clean it up, innit? I was trying to clean it up. Uh, um, yeah, that's, I just, that's their fault, man. Do, do you know what it is? And um, there's all, there was also um, mixed reviews in regards to the movie because a lot of people were trying to compare it to um, the portrayal of Joker but by Heath Ledger. People are... Because people are more gravitated um, by the hype mm-hmm. more than... Um, the narrative and um, you know this is more like an origin story how he yeah, became yeah. who Heath Ledger was portraying right I do understand on a certain level though, because Heath Ledger did that role to a T mm. and then we and then we had suicide but okay. we had, and we didn't get we yeah, didn't yeah. get the joke on a good level then so I do get it because it is hard to kind of like not no. have that in the back of your mind and do you know why um, I was like that's dead because you're conf- you're comparing a 16 to a song do you know what I'm saying mm. you're, you're comparing mm. a, a feature a guest verse to your Vance, to Vance, that's, that's, that's a fire, fire 16. <laughs> it is a fire 16. I'm a, uh, that's a it, fire it's like a 16. 
that, that is a control verse. Yeah. But obviously, man. Jay Z, dead president. <laughs> First verse. <laughs> Bro, you're going to don't try and say Heath Ledger's Joker is just a 16. I'm bro. not. I'm not. 32. Minimum. No, but there's not one scene yeah, in Joker where um, Joaquin Phoenix isn't in. Whereas in. Okay, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Batman, The Dark Knight, it was majority Batman, isn't it? Mm. Like, we saw Heath Ledger in parts. Mm. So it's very difficult to play the Joker from before he became the Joker to him, you know, um, going through certain things that made him become the Joker. I know Mm -hmm. what you mean, I know you mean. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I I think a lot of people expected a lot of shoot 'em up shit as well. That's what, that's the They expected a Batman movie. They expected the Joker in a Batman movie rather than Joker in a Joker movie. More geared towards that. Yeah, yeah, I'd say it's more geared towards that. Um, because there's so many different things um, as to why he became who he is. And it made me realise, like, rah, we're all capable of becoming a Joker. Steady, mm. bro. And in, that's, in, that's the first misstep, bro. No, no. In, in, no, but in, <laughs> in one way, shape, What form, are you telling me the truth? <laughs> <laughs> as in, all right, cool, cool. Let me, let me, let me expand on that, yeah? I can't wait to watch this movie. Yeah. Let Do me you know expand on it. Because I've got more in, like, here in Airshot, yeah? I just want to talk the things. Oh, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to allow her. So, what I mean by that is that... <laughs> How many times are we gonna get violated until we move mad? Oh, yeah, I get that's right. the I get that's the angle that I'm going right, cool. on. Donnie like... got rushed one time, and I was like, "Fam, fight back! <laughs> <laughs> fight back!" <laughs> From opening scene, Donnie got rushed. It. Yeah, come on, man. That's but right, man. It's, but it wasn't even just that. It's a chain of events. Yeah. Um, you got me chasing you. <laughs> the, the big flipper shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Without ruining it, do you feel like he was justified into turning? Into that. I guess like anti-hero type thing, but isn't that mm. that's what that's one no, good because, thing DC be, does? Because though. the thing is, is that like we're from London, yeah, and that is <laughs> that's Gotham City, one of the worst cities, yeah, yeah. that like anyone has so ever known. In it, basically, it's just absolutely crazy. Uh, like, but that's why something like that could happen in that environment. Because yeah, yeah. So like even so, this the the bit where the higher class individuals that thing happens to them mm-hmm. and the reaction. Okay, I'll, I'll try and draw a parallel. So you see, like, uh, I don't know if you've seen the story recently with the, I think they're private educated kids that had, like, a drug and knife case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've, and they've kind of got let off. So they've got more humanity. They're talking about their upbringing, mm-hmm. their social standing. Uh, yeah. So the they future. wouldn't... Jail, jail will be tough on them. It's yeah. going to ruin their future. Whereas if that was... I mean, my niggas from the ends, and that would be... It would just be, you know what I'm even mad, you're savages. You're going to get a 623. Mm. Or you get IPP. Get, like, nobody talks about... If anything, the byline would be... Um, um, British born Nigerian, like the, the mm. definitely yeah. it will be there, innit? Yeah, they ain't gonna talk about the fact that I've got 11 GCSE, you're not, not gonna mm. care about my prospects and what I'm trying to do. So, I think that's what it taps into is like we look at people differently, and if you keep treating these as peasants and less than eventually, remember, there's more of them than there is of the mm. people. That, the so, you've got more have nots than you've got yeah, haves, yeah, innit? Yeah, now if the have nots can eventually find a way of grouping together. You are going to get retribution and revolution now. May not be how you want it, but does, has there ever been revolution without bloodshed? Let's yeah. just be real in it. Mm. And, and the fact that the haves expect you to um, deal with the cards that you've been given. Yeah. You know, without. And you'll get blamed for being in your situation. Not knowing there's a systematic thing in place. Look at things like here in the UK, where we have, we can actually like get direct links to um, cuts in public spending. 
So of course it's going to be more violence. Oh yeah, man. Like that, there's direct correlation in the movie in regards mm. to that. Um, and you start to see things like, right, as soon as that's been taken away, this increases, isn't it? Yeah. And you're dealing with a mental health patient, you know, that's got a condition that he cannot control and is very overt, it's very blatant, it's in public, you know? So people are already looking at you weird, didn't it? Man's on a cocktail of drugs, uppers, downers. <laughs> one day my mood is up, one day my mood is down. Like, what do you want me to do? Man's asking for more medication when mm. he's on seven different types of medication already. But go watch the film as soon as you can. Yeah. Oh, don't do. you fucking dare hate me. I'm more. I've got more. I the thing is, I, I actually want to see it again as well. I'm watching it again, 100%. Like, 100%. Yeah. So yeah, I, I came on the internet and everyone was like, oh yeah, you just gassed it. That's what you shouldn't do after I'm thinking, oh, Huh? Did we watch the same movie or something? But they might have got it. You know, some people, they went to watch it because of hype. Yeah. And probably don't follow like all the comics and stuff, the storylines properly to then get what certain nuances mean. And stuff. Mm. Like, I'm happy that they picked him. And I feel like he did an amazing job because oh, if you're gonna yeah. follow, brilliant, brilliant like, job. brilliant job, do it. Like, come on, trying to follow job. Heath Ledger's Joker is is a mad thing. But if I watch yeah. it back to back, but he I made the movie. I went to watch the Dark Knight straight after. Just and to it, see yeah. The yeah, and the, and the thing is, is that like they both played, they held their own. Yeah, man. like you know he made feel, that his own. Do you know, what I feel what is what made their performances, both of their performances, so um, strong. It was the level of realism that you bring to a fantastical character. You see what mm. I'm saying? It's like the idea that. You're asking is a character that's been made up justified in something like they really exist? Do you know what I mean? Being able to bring that to a performance is is. I'm mad. shook. Whoever um, was around Joaquin like during that process, bro. I want. I wonder how Donnie moved because there is an argument that part of the reason like Heath Ledger got pushed over the edges because of the role he played, didn't it? Mm. How is fam? Someone check on that nigga Joaquin Phoenix. It's very real. Do you know Because even in what I just said, yeah. is the idea that man's questioning? Yeah, but you know what? He kind of made sense. You see mm. when you're saying that about someone that's clearly a madman yeah that yeah you see what i'm saying it just, it just raises a lot of questions but you're maybe we're at... all mad a lot of act- actors and actresses say that though that the um role that they play especially where it's someone who goes over the edge is quite mentally challenging on them yeah. um what's her name uh media clock from game of thrones yeah um she said that there were times where her character pushed her into depression like she felt she was like wrong well, i actually going mad ain't my man that plays oh yeah, ain't he fucking like Alki? See? Look at Bro, even on surface level, I'm notorious. A nigga that played Biggie, that nigga was walking around Brooklyn for like months thinking he was Biggie, bro. <laughs> man, man like gravy. I'm, I'm being dead serious, bro. For months after the film, that nigga really thought he was B.I.G. And do you know what, yeah? Let's not act like Mackie um, Phoenix isn't a seasoned actor. Yeah. You're looking at a, an Oscar winner, innit? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, he... Um, he was always going to take this role seriously, you know. Even after the um, weight loss and everything. Uh, the weight loss, like his posture, like in certain moments Even the of the walk, movie, walk, it was just the walk. It was just like mad. The the laugh, it was just mad, bro. Like I was just like, yeah, this is a performance and a and a half. Like he put all his work into this project. Do you think it's award worthy? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Why? Why shouldn't it be? Um, I think there's that, um, you know, with these type of movies that derive from comics. Um, some people, I think, um, Martin Scorsese. I saw a quote of his. I don't know if it's true or not, actually, but he was saying that, like, you know, all the Marvel stuff, like, you know, all mm. the superhero stuff, basically, um, aren't real movies. He's just jealous because he's dominating cinema at the minute. Yeah, I suppose. So that nigga step his game up, man. Hey, he's got something coming <laughs> soon, man. 
Hey, that's Scorsese has some respect. Yeah, yeah. but uh, bro, they they're running the thing right now. Because you know, it's with cinema. Like we can all attest that it's mad expensive, and obviously my mind doesn't mind because she's out of paying sixty pound a ticket for theatre, so it's mm, like mm, no mm. problem in it. But it, cinema's expensive, so you got to make it worth my while in it. And those things they make sense because there's a backstory. If you, no, if you go them. to um, Peck and Plex. Oh, yeah. yeah, five pounds. Yeah, quick fiver. Or if you get free with work. There you go. <laughs> oh, is that the perks of them <laughs> violating <laughs> you at work? <laughs> <laughs> are, are, are you telling me the truth? <laughs> so they've been violating you, but here's a cinema ticket. Oh, it's in Peckham. It's in, it's in Peckham, you know. Uh, mate, yeah, nah. Um, you're right, though. Um, mm. If you go to the to the bigger cinemas, yeah. um, the views and uh, the audience. Bro, I, um, I saw a, a mad price. I lucky I only my my tickets all together were twenty pound in it. So, but without this little promo code discount code initially, they're looking at like forty two. But look, the madness, bro. Plus, you want to get the popcorn and the 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 nachos if that's your thing. My man's even stopped talking. Couldn't even sneak in no ray or nothing uh, to put in my slushy. So I was just there. Yeah, the rays and the ice blast. Yeah, oh, like yeah, that. yeah. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a mad thing though. I went there. I went to an Everyman when Black Panther come out. Oh, oh, you lit lit. Yeah, yeah. I hear that. Little Valentine's Day, little re- re- reach around. <laughs> the thing is, yeah, the other day, like I called um, Everyman because I think um, I wanted to, I wanted to take my my daughter and my little bro to um, no. see Toy Story don't, or something. Don't yeah, him. I called them, yeah, because there weren't no prices on the website. Nigga thought it's free. I was like, I just want to double check. No, I just want to know the price before I get there. And you tell me the price, and I'm like, nah, let's turn around, let's go, let's go home. Told me the price, and I was like, okay, um, yeah, I'll call you back. Um, I just need to go and check something, bro. I didn't call back. Yeah, I went to view, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> just stick to what you know. Sometimes, isn't it? Don't try and be bougie just for a little, little Toy Story film. Now the lounge rooms are cool, but I think they're so comfortable. Someone like me, I'm a notorious sleeper in the, in the cinema, so like even when I was watching Black Panther, I had to really like. Like stay awake and focus, bro. Like get your oh, head really? in the game. No, I was I was in there, man. Yeah. I was like, you know, I was like, this is lit. Yeah, what kind of forever? Yeah, bro. Listen, I'm happy that this, that's died down, though. I went to watch it in Uganda as well, so it was wild. Ah, everyone had in their head wraps and yeah. didn't imagine. Yeah, because no, I saw it here first. Yeah, and then I was out there whilst it was still in the cinema. I was okay. like, oh, the, let's see what the Good cinemas experience. are saying. Mm. I went to mm. the premiere here, but I was quite shocked because there wasn't that many black people there. Really? Yeah, and I was like, but you guys, inv- they invited like most black influencers, but it was still a majority of wh- like a white audience. Yeah. And they were quite shocked at how we were reacting. Because I think like, <laughs> black people, no, I'm being serious. You can't take Every black minute, people like, anywhere. Around, but we like, can, it's the white, it's nigg- niggas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but people were doing the most when that came out though. Yeah. I'm seeing people go like in traditional, like. Yeah, no, I did that, 100%. You went traditional, why can't they yeah. Do that? You were hotel. You went with <laughs> hotel. <laughs> but why not? Because people go in cause when people watch other movies, they're going. Yeah, cause. even What's that. I, I, niggas inspired man out of his brother's move, man. <laughs> 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 bro, I don't rate none of that, fam. Are you all right, bro? The only way you can get a slight blight is like if you go on your little one and you, you, we like you feel the the cute quota. Mm. Oh, dad's doing it with his son and that. Yeah. And Spider Man outfit will allow you. But if you're a grown man there. In a group chat. Sp- oh, yeah. So, yeah, what? Is every man in traditional, yeah? Is every man in trad, yeah? Cool, cool. And the man coming come with jollof and that. With the, with we were bringing jollof to the fit. cinema, you know? Jollof? Bruv. I see that. They did. Doing the most. It was mad. I stand with the white sneakers. 
I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. Bring I in Superboy and Jaloff to the film, you know. Bro, you ain't got. Like, I know you're trying to do the culture thing, but relax, man. Relax. Just, this is the Nacho's environment. Just chill, the bro. The thing is, like, people were acting like it was set in Nigeria. Wakanda is a fictional place. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Vibranium ain't even real, but allegedly. Should we get some some music chat? Yeah, Back man. Back in the R and B bag. Come on, Summer Walker. Yeah. Mm. Did you get tickets? I did actually. Yeah. See mm. that. But she released another date, didn't she? Yeah. yeah. Two months. I managed to snatch a little date. I'm fuming, bro. I wanted to honestly with all of you. I wanted to enjoy, it, but I, I can't do the it. Girls man. need love in that. Yeah. <sighs> we'll sing in a Drake verse and that. Yes, why not? Mm, I hear that. I haven't really listened to Summer Walker. You, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> and you your tickets, do you know what? Man. Yeah, but like, obviously, I don't know. Everyone wanted to go in it, so I was like, let's get the tickets. <laughs> At least you're honest. Yeah, do you know what? Don't want our FOMO. <sighs> the thing is, yeah, with Summer Walker, I feel like the show's just gonna go mad quick because it seems like she can't do any song like more than two and a half minutes. The album is what eighteen songs long, and it's forty-eight minutes. That's outrageous. Yeah. I feel like some of the songs are quite similar. I've listened to a little bit of it. Mm. Like you get that though, because if you're doing art, like I was saying to Sosa on the weekend, obviously she's got the song with Usher, yeah, which is, she flips a classic. Mm-hmm. You can't not like the song because you like the original. Yeah. yeah. And then you've already got like, you know like you've got the blueprint like here, your verse here, where you can't go wrong. Unless you sing out a tune, that's on you. But you'd hope the engineer patterns it up before the album comes out. And the thing is, is that like you're not, Collaborating with a small boy in it, yeah. like Usher's a legend in the mm. game in it, so you know he's gonna bring his A game. And he did his thing on that, and it's it? his own song in it that they sample. Yeah. So if he didn't come hard, yeah, then it was dope to see because obviously you know, like you get like the pass and the baton, mm. like you get the cosign. But I just want to like like you fully for you, because the R and B flips are cool. But then there was quite a lot on there. Like I feel those things you do at the start when you're trying to get your name out there and you're trying to maybe um, get more exposure on SoundCloud mm. and you maybe haven't got an in-house, in-house producer or someone to give you like the most banging beats. So you do covers and certain things and you do the flips. Like something like a Tory Lanez does a lot mm. and he does very well, but on a certain level you get bored. Like I want to hear you now, innit? Mm. And, I, and for your album album, that was the only thing kind of free where it's like, and I can't not like it because I like the original. It just is what it is. But the thing is, is that it's a sample in it. It's not a direct reference track mm. where they're, using the same melodies and stuff like that. Obviously, how Usher comes into his verse, it's the same way he comes into saying, yeah. But that's him rather yeah. than her. She She's taking it into the direction that she wants to. And obviously, for nostalgic purposes, yeah. it makes sense that mm. he does it in that way. Yeah. But I don't want you to sell me just a nostalgia. Yeah. Like, I, I love Samuka. I think she's dope. But the, that's the stri- not even the my favorite song. Sarah, like, the songs are too short, innit? Like, the songs are if, too if short. Some, has someone got a gun to her head in the Listen. studio saying, if you sing over three, three minutes, they're going to blast <laughs> you. <laughs> we are going to blast you. Bro. And but but anyway, nah. maybe that's the way if I get their streams up because there's bare song I like wheel it. I just start going. Actually, that is a thing. So obviously you guys know I manage an artist, and yeah. that yeah. is a thing in the music. Okay, so that is a tactic. No, it is. So there's a I'm gonna start putting out shorter episodes. Ten minutes Does, podcast. Go look at how many streams um Break from Toronto has. Party next door. Yeah, but that's like, that's but ridiculous. but but the quality yeah of Ooh. that song, yeah, yeah, yeah. it makes sense, isn't it? Like sad, if 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 that's one of your best songs, yeah, cool, you get a bligh because I know that your other songs aren't that quick in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But with Summer Walker, yeah, she's got a song with Bryson Tiller, yeah, playing games, banger, extended yeah. version, but it's two minutes and twenty one seconds. How is that an extended version? But you remember her for it, no? Nah. Yeah, you will. You 
If I just was to argue, nah, nah. What am I remembering though? The fact that she only does music for two and a half minutes. Okay, it's in like. But it's nah, a negative though. Yeah, it's but a you're negative. Still talking about her. Yeah. yeah, because she just dropped. We're talking about the album. Actually, it's kind of easy on the eye, but like she needs to allow us, bro. Like, no, she's been doing some mad things on yeah. the internet lately. Wiping herself with spit on the towel and that. Go and wash, man, please. Some days she looks good. Some days she looks a what? bit unclean. Yeah, she she looks nah, like a wake and bake look, type. Sometimes she looks. She looks like she smells like like <laughs> mop water sometimes. Mop water. Yeah, she does. Jesus Christ. <laughs> she does. Like, she's yeah, cigarettes she does. and henny. She's, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it, it sometimes like. No, she, uh, she's very uh, Do you know what? Yeah, when I saw her do that, yeah, I was like, I wonder what your room smells like. Like mad frowsy. Mm. Taking selfies with bare shit music on, in the, the background. Maybe music was to her because now we're gonna level up. You know what's mm. so funny? Before music, she used to be a cleaner. But she was, as you see, I saw the old post. She was very proud. She wasn't like someone that hid it. She yeah. would post like just clean this bathroom. Like she would, it was very invisible on her mm. social media stuff. So I think that's probably part of how people really liked her and got into her a lot. Like mm. I like, her, I think she's dope. Yeah. But I just where want do you longer feel, songs. Where do you feel that? Where Where do you feel she stands in the current crop of like? female R&B artist. She's occupy, occupying that space that SZA's not occupying currently. Mm. I generally I feel like there's a lot of them, realistically. There's SZA, there's, there's, there's her, Kalani, there's LMA, Kalani, Georgia Smith, Georgia yeah. Smith. And how many is that? Her. How many, how many have you just mentioned? Bro, you're asking us a mathematic question, man. We <laughs> just said like seven. About five yeah, or six. I could, like, keep, I currently, keep right on. now, currently, on road. Hey, release the clip on him. But the thing is, is that like, we're all existing in a time where um, you got Ari Lennox as well. Mahalia. Dope. And they've all dropped albums. Mm. Like, they're all drop Janae Aiko, like, mm. she's featured on I- they don't album as well. When you start really thinking, there's a few, some on different levels, but there is, there is quite a few. The thing is about is that there's not, though. This is the thing. He moved the mic, he's <laughs> ready. <laughs> and I say this because um, there's a, a lot of popular ones and there's, there's ones that I do like, but I say it in a, in a regard where it's not a massively occupied space. You see what I'm saying? But that's a fault of R&B not being as big as it should be as no, well. But, but that's a byproduct of that. No, I hear that, but I'm just saying because there's not a lot of them. Yeah. So when it's like, oh, where did she occupy the space? It's like but the then, space still being built or rebuilt in my in my. I hear you, but she, okay, just, but, but, she, did, she did a but show in same, London. She got a show in London mm-hmm. and tickets went and she added two other dates. So there's a demand, bro. Like this, the no, streets I'm, are calling for that. I'm not, I'm not disputing the demand. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm disputing. But what I'm saying is that, you know, you know where it goes down to sometimes as well, yeah, because like, there's been times where men have to think about when they have to drop their things strategically. We can't even drop in the same quarter because of they know that the other person, these are legitimately competing. And it all comes down to an award ceremony at the end of the day where you may only have um, five nominees in the best female R&B category. Yeah. And there's about seven of you that are dropping a, a project only five of them could make the cut. So I'm saying like, where does she stand in this current climate? Because um, we all, uh, Scissor's album, we're talking about her not occupying the space, but the album has lasted the test of time. People still listen to the album till this day. And what do you want more, Do you want quality or quantity? Oh, quality. Precisely, so like, I think she occupies a quality space. I've got my, um, my little gripes, but they're things I think you can fine tune longer songs mm. and more original content, that type of thing. Um, but I only say she occupies that scissor space just because I thought she got new energy and scissor never toured the album in the UK. Like I went to see um, Bryson Tiller the last time I was ha- he was at Hammersmith. Mm. And, and she was I, opening up. Yeah, I and DDB come out first and then scissor come out and did the bangers off the Control, Control album. I was like, yo, like- When did that album drop by the way? 
It's a good couple of years ago. I think maybe at least two years ago. It's about two years, 2016. Yeah. We never, we like, it a, I remember she, she's like the, like the first lady like, of TDE in it. Mm. So with that machine and that, she should have done a New Europe tour. She could have done a young Coco easily. But easily. at the same time, we have to look at the climate then and now. Like you were saying, she was like the first lady of TDE and she was um, essentially reinventing the space of R&B female artists. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Mm. Her doing that and someone doing that now is two very different things. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm, just, I, I'm, I'm only saying everything just because I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm happy about. You just want more in it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy about yeah, it. I'm but I just think to myself, it's like, it's like, yeah, where did it occupy the space? It's like the space is still being built. Mm. So that's that's just what I'm responding to when you're saying it because I mm. feel like it's I love it because that's music that essentially that I love and it's influence. Yeah. It's the same influence that I grew up on and that yeah. music that I respect. You see what I'm saying? But I'm just mm. like, and still, she can come different because of her look as well. Mm. She actually looks more like what you would consider for the female rappers right now. Mm. In terms of like the tattoos and how she dresses. She hasn't got like that trying to be too sexy or mm. um, girl around the way or girl next door vibe. Like, And she used to be a stripper, right? I'm, I'm not sure, but... I'm pretty sure she used to and obviously... You, you said it. <laughs> well, cleaning and <laughs> stripping, yeah? I hope I'm right. Hey, get, get these checks, bro. Man, well, she has girl a that stripper... Can do both. Look, hmm? so she's got a stripper look. Hey, Monroe, the massaging nigga. Hey, <laughs> as long as you said it, get you a girl that can do both. No, I'm gonna you have to find a post of her pole dancing. Cause yeah, yeah man. Um, but do you know what? Um, do we like the album though? I I do I, like the album. I, to it. Um, I like it. I like it. It's a good album. I caught, I caught on to her late as well. There's a few. So. Yeah, yeah. Same. But there's a few. Um, you know, songs that I really like on there, which you're gonna find. Um, I think there's moments where she's guilty of having a bunch of songs sounding like one long song. Mm. Um, I think that's where the danger lies, where you you were saying that, you know, she you want more original content from her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and of course, at the end of this, um, the album, she put on the, the Girls Need Love remix featuring Drake, mm. which it's going to do like, you, you, you've got Drake on your album, innit? You're not yeah. going to pull that off. No, you wouldn't. Why would you? You know? I'm not um, mad at that. It's like she she did her thing on there. She got the chorus, and you got a boogie. You got PND. You've got um, Bryce Tiller. Yeah, oh, bro. Usher, when I saw like, the when I saw the track list, yeah. I was like PND yeah. Usher. Like that's because of her boyfriend, though, right? London on the track. Yeah, I reckon he had a hand in the producing of that. Oh, he did the whole. He did the whole album. Yeah, yeah he did the go. whole album. There you go. He did the whole he album. Did, and he made it so obvious. Like you hear is like his thing like on every track are you, are you crazy you got to see the real me <laughs> that's why I was also thinking that maybe obviously it's her album but it might be his project he's looking yeah. at it like a project yeah, it's, it's mm. like his project you know what I'm saying but it's got to be done right because Master Daffield did a good job with LMA mm. so there is a time when like the producer yeah like I trust you in it but I don't know I'm not mad I'm not mad at, I'm not mad at the project but I just want to really especially like, like we need more in that space as H was saying I want the people that are coming through is new energy just to solidify it so there's no like shadow of it. I feel like Scissor hit it with control. I think, yeah, I like, think hit, there's like, a good space. They, like they want, for me, they want no misses on there, innit? The only misses is after because you didn't get more, like more I, didn't get, I didn't get to see her more visibly during touring, but for the album itself, she didn't miss, innit? Because someone put up today, and I see pronunciation on pronunciation on Thursday. Yeah, it's, that's mine, huh? Thursday. He's an idiot, you know? I see someone put up um, Hers album, Scissor, LMA, and Summer Walkers, innit? Mm. And saying what was like the best. I was like, listen, con- like control easily for me. Like, Ooh, without I, a shadow of a... Really? Easily. Her for me, her album was... I'm a her fan. Her was... Yeah. No, nah, I can't lie to you, man. Like, w- like wheeling up control, like, top to bottom. 
I need to take album. off them glasses now. Like we know who you are in it. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the glasses is not gonna cover your identity in it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it's a look now, isn't it? So she's it's gonna make us remember yeah. you more. Mm. There's that girl with the big, you know, the big hair and. Did the, you know and the she's glasses. half Filipino? Yeah, I did. Mm, I didn't. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, she's dope now. She's dope now. She's dope. She yeah. Nah, it's in a good space. I feel. Um, and yeah, there's gonna there's there's only gonna be more in it because mm. people don't really talk about Kalani either like that much mm. in those conversations. But she's been putting in work as well. Yeah, yeah. So she's doing her thing. Like I'm seeing that Coco, she did her thing. It's like just it, it, I think we just need to like more spotlight on it, mm. and then that's what it is. And then you will you will get more of a quality product in it. Yeah. If you start giving people the right energy, because you mentioned like Mahalia and certain people, I feel like there's been one or two misses on the smallest. I love obviously Ari Lennox. Mm. Shit about Baby's amazing now, but so like, and she's in London soon as December well. December 18th. Yeah. 17th. yeah, I'm going to see her yeah, too, man. I feel like UK artists are coming through with the R&B as well. Like, I don't know if you've heard of a night nice called Brie Runway. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm. But like, There's yeah. Brie Runway. She's got an alternative look, that one. There's, yeah. um, Shay's universe. Yeah, Shay's amazing mm. as well. Um, yeah. Jazz Caris. Jazz Caris. There's um, Lilo Gold. Yeah, I forgot. Um, there's one called I think her name is I B Bella, maybe. I'm not sure. I'm amazing. Not sure. Um, Ling Hustle. Does she do R and B or she rap or does she do a both? A mix of both. Mm. A vibe. A vibe, mm. basically. Yeah. yeah, man. Um, Ray Black. She does a bit of. Sole from um, Congolese girl from Ireland. She's okay. I swear down. She's good. Mad. She's that got the number one um, Irish song for the whole of Ireland in the in 2019. Raw. Right. They ain't had a black person pop over there since Samantha Mumba. Remember her? <laughs> oh, Obviously a bit of a shameless plug, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> but yeah, no, she did a tune with um, C. Kane, and that was like on you know Love Island. You know, oh, Love okay, Island's yeah, yeah. a big thing. Mm. So, yeah. Get Listen, go over there to the whites and collect this money. Yeah, man, get <laughs> them checks, do, man. Collect, man. You guys been listening to anything else? Uh, I'm still listening to um, PTSD. Okay. D-Block Europe. Eating pussy on the kitchen counter and that, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, as long as it's fresh. <laughs> 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 what do you want me to do? <laughs> you know. As long as it's fresh. Uh, Tion Wayne's project was cool. was cool. It was... It finished too quick for me. I didn't even know it finished. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like yeah, it, man. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it, man. Mm. I thought he was gonna Body take it. it somewhere. I tell you, I didn't like the song him and J One frisbee for that still. But that one seems to be ringing off. Yeah, because of Fiat Five Hundred, isn't it? That's what they love, bro. Like <sighs> uh, that's the one. But then a lot of people are talking about the song that he's got with One Ason. Um, two out of ten. Two out of ten. Yeah. Um, Anything that gives you captions for the for the Instagram. Yeah. For the for the Twitter and stuff like that that will work. And getting one Ason on a hook can't really go wrong. To and be fair, I think he's like super talented, definitely. and he can definitely give you a good hook. So, mm-hmm. um, Kano was. Um, I'm upset, man. Yeah, Kano had a show yesterday I at the he Royal was spitting over trumpets. Albert Hall. It just looked epic. Like, you know, when you're watching something here yeah, on social media and your head is hot. Mm. That was just me. Like, I was like, rah. I'm pissed. And the thing is, is that, like, I didn't even try to get a ticket. So you're just more mad at yourself because if you'd like, you didn't even try? Yeah. It went and gone for me. I didn't even know it was out when it was out. The thing is, is that, like, I saw a lot of people saying that they struggled to, to get tickets. Mm. Um, 
But a lot of you niggas were there, innit? <laughs> Some type of struggle. Do you know what I'm saying, man? It it just looked epic. Seeing him um, from the clips that I saw, he just he he sounded like inch perfect. Mm. You know, he he didn't. You know, when you get MCs on stage that um, spit over their own vocal, and mm. it just sounds a little bit distorted. Um, or they give the mic to the crowd to sing the lyrics. Yeah, man. Hey, man, I paid the ticket, bro. Do your job. It looked like. And he was on stage for like about two hours, I'm hearing. So Man. it seemed like he was on top form throughout. And what was dope to see is like um, when he brought out Getz. Yeah. And instead of Getz having his own mic, they were sharing the mic going back to back. So it really brought that essence, mm -hmm. um, you know, of going back to back on stage at the Royal Albert Hall with like uh, a big live band or orchestra behind you, like, you know. And um, yeah, man, when I, when I heard, um, was it Free Relapse? Yeah, I don't like that song in it, but I can just imagine how mad it would sound with the big trumpets in the background, trombone and that. And mm. yeah, I was vexed, man. But um, I think it's dope because it's I think dope. That we need. Because you see, like when wireless happens, people can be like, oh, "It's getting younger, younger." Mm -hmm. We do need certain spaces which are like age appropriate, mm -hmm. and that's what from people I've spoken to and like stuff I've seen online that a lot of people are like, yeah, this is a very grown crowd because people that would have. They grew up with Kano when he first dropped and like they still supported him all the way through to this point. So mm. it's not like, you obviously will have like new listeners, some younger audience, but for the most part, it's people that have been on this journey with him and they still come out in full force. So it's nice that, cause I don't see, I've not seen anything from him where he's tried to like overtly tap into a young audience. Mm. The, the closest thing you get is like a song with Kojo. Yeah. And they're from the same area. And from what you said, like, I think some of like younger cousins, certain people around him have got links to my man. So that makes sense. Everything else, but that song has a very like old school feel of to course, it, yeah. you know? So I think like that's someone who's definitely aged well mm. in, in the space that we're in. And um, there's space for like people of that age to kind of, you know, win. Like man sold that out quickly. Um, you can tell that he's a very seasoned artist. He brought out Gets, arguably like, you know, the two best British MCs that you'll ever see on a live stage, um, which was dope, man. Like, it was just, like, there was just so much envy. And my sister was there and she sent me, like, um, the clip of when D-Double came out. Yeah. It was mad. I heard he come out, just walked out and then they put a spotlight on him and he let the, like, the crowd die down and just, he did what D-Double does and <laughs> everyone went crazy. It's like, you know it's gonna come, You've seen it so many times, but he does it and you still react the same, innit? Yeah. But there's power in that. No, yeah, mm. you certified in that space. Mm. Mm. It's crazy. Like, even you say about Gets, yeah, I don't know if any of you lot have listened to the Top Boy soundtrack. Mm -hmm. He's got a song on there called Listen, which I'm pissed off that when we spoke about the, the soundtrack, we actually missed that, innit? Yeah. Then a video come out and I was like, where have I heard this? When the video dropped, yeah, I went straight, <laughs> straight back to Spotify, <laughs> headphones in, and I've just been playing that song over and over. Like, he's... Killed it. Yeah, nice. No, and he's he got um, he tour dates coming up as well. And I think that's the dope thing is we're getting to see, like, our people be recognised as, like, how they should be. Mm. We've always held you in high regard and now you're getting your moment in the sun and I'm do it's dope that, like, we look at gets a, like, normal performer. It's not even, like, it's solidified. Yeah. Kenos up there, like, we look at, like, energy and people, like, genuinely excited to like, go out and see them. I think it's dope, man. Clarity on the mic as well, man. Yeah. Like, you know... Um, I think that a lot of people or a lot of performers, especially the ones that take it seriously, mm. you can 
it's all well and good you see like you know your favorite artists on stage and stuff but can you hear them like word for word sounding as crisp as they do when they're in the studio gets out of training though he's had to have, he had to have training you've seen you've seen the training bro because mm. i remember when i booked him at junk one time yeah like, he was good but sometimes you couldn't really hear what he was saying in yeah it. and then obviously when he did his whole rebranding we got him again and I think okay cool you've done your training now I can understand that you're taking this more seriously you understand that people understand what you're saying and there's value in that and I hope 100%. that like all the younger um, artists can take note of that that's mm. important man mm. because at the end of the day like there's nothing like a live experience mm. and um, streaming is great in it like, but having selling out shows mm. must be better for an artist like you know people actually paying money to come out and see you perform like and especially if i've seen someone and the fact that i want to see them again even though i saw them before mm. that just speaks volumes about the type of performer that you are you know mm. and so. i think it is it does um a good thing of kind of hope anyway like silencing that noise that you get a lot online of like people saying oh there's there's no talent over here mm-hmm. or um all these like these new guys perform. Oh, look, look this you can see here what the end product is if you do like really dedicate yourself to this thing someone like Kankano can have long gaps Royal Albert Hall is not a small venue and it is an, a venue that's catered towards like acoustically like live music instrumentation so you have to sound good in there we went to um Grand Symphony yeah and it wasn't great for everybody on that night in it like some man did well, some man didn't do so well. You know, Vans <laughs> well. is pulling faces, but if you nail it in there, people are gonna forever wanna go and see you. So I think it's dope. Like not to shift the conversation too much, but I think we should touch on it. Um, BBC One Extra Live. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, mm. I forgot about that, you know, mm. funny enough. 1161 up in, up in Berms. We, we, we unfortunately crept going to a little madness up there. Mm. And uh, obviously you, you, get the, you get the news, whatever, such and such has happened. Twitter goes into a frenzy. People do the disgusting thing of saying RIP such and such, which is horrible without any confirmation. And mm-hmm. just then you then have, then you then get their nearest and dearest putting out having to do like social media responses going, nah, bro, he's good, X, Y, Z, he's fine. That's cool. But then I hear a voice note. Yeah. I hear a voice note of Donnie obviously recounting what happened. And I'm like, yo, like, where, what part of the game is that? Mm. I didn't know niggas I afford in voice notes like because initially when, I, when it came out first people thought it was like someone to record this conversation which is even worse but he sent someone a voice note just saying yo this is what happened they approached me on this vibe looking for such and such mm. this person and it just kind of went left in it and yeah. it was like 30 man whatever luckily he's alive and he's good but I'm like brother like then that hits the blogs now and it goes mad and then now that person has to come out and do disclaimer not even disclaimer but like apologise and say mm. yo I let my friend down I'll swear down. Yeah, the person has to come out. All right. The person is um, cluing it. Mm, All right. Big time rapper. Mm. Had to come out and say, yo. And and I do rate that he came came out and did that. Mm. But like, that's me and you's private conversation. Right. At the the worst case scenario, when I see my, because man them like to pretend they don't like to gossip in it. Man them gossip in it. Why did you look at me when you said that? No, no, but like a lot of, I said it like. You said it, innit? Yeah, I seen the tweets. <laughs> but no, man, them do like to gossip, innit? Mm. And this is this is a, this is a byproduct of the chatty patty thing, mm. you know. And he, he had to apologize to him, and I think that was dope. But I was just like, yo, man, some stuff just needs to be in house, in house, left off the net. And that's the danger because think about how many group chats you're probably in, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm in, Sosa's in, H might be in, everyone else in this room might be in. Yeah. yeah. If I just send you something and you fling it in the wrong chat, 
you don't know now. where yeah you don't know where it goes because like let's not act like um everyone in the group chat is trustworthy or everyone in the group chat is your direct brethren bro like it's so easy for information like that to happen but the the concerning thing about this was is that it was all in the same night mm. everyone received that voice note very quickly yeah like we had just found out that donnie's good like you know he's yeah. he he pulled through and then next thing you know there's a voice note i was like rah What's going on? Mm. Yes, we're just living a sick time. It's like the young spray thing. Like within hours, I get I get video footage in the group chat of Donnie sitting in the floor in his own blood, and I'm just like, like this phone thing is it's, mm. it's to our detriment. Do you know what? It will be interesting to see what happens thereafter with that event by the BBC. If the energy will be kept the same as it is or was with um, the Rated Awards. So let's keep it a buck, man. There's, there's one holds a lot more weight in it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> BBC is a different ball Come game. on, like, no one, even, no one even talks about the fact we're not having a Rated Awards. I'm not mad at them. Mm. Bro, if you're at my event, there's they, a stabbing. Something, something happens like this. Or this magnitude. Of course, we're going to shut it down for a little bit and maybe, like, decide that we're going to move. I think people will, like, someone will bring it to the forefront mm. um, because there's no talks of the Mobile Awards either. So we're just going to have a year with no awards. Obviously, that's slightly different. I don't know what that wasn't due to like a violence. That was just. Oh no no no! I'm just saying that like it will highlight the fact that um, why rated awards ain't there okay. this year mm. yeah. because the others not doing it. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? And I think rated was just getting going. Like mm. that was a pretty decent award show. You yeah, had, like, yeah. People Mo are starting to look at Julie that. hosting, and it was mm. pretty decent. And the unfortunate thing happened, and then it's like, where do we go from here? Like that's that's the only shit thing about like we're getting to a good place, and I think it then brings out the conversation of ah. Oh, should more rappers have security? Obviously, we don't know the ins and outs in it, but that didn't happen. Should we have more security? Should they do this? We spoke about the most stack thing. Yeah. I feel like you got to just try and protect yourself at all costs, innit? Yeah. You know? People are going to test you, man. Mm. And, um, I mean, that flashy space is where everybody's doing bust down, mm. hella drip, chains. Niggas be hating, bro. Like, I feel uh, yeah. like the difference as well between like a UK artist and US artist is that UK artists don't really roll with security like that. They roll with yeah. their their mates. Their, <laughs> yeah, because mm. yeah, our, our artists from our scene, unfortunately, are still very like they're not too far removed from the street. That's mm. it. So if you're fresh, like who who are, let's be really frank, who are our, our major artists? Let's we can name a few. You've got your Lethal, mm. you've got Tiny, you've got Dizzy, Skepta. you've got like Skepta now, mm. you've got Akano, you've got Stormzy, you've got Gigs, and they're on a certain level, isn't it? And I've even seen um, Geeks came and did Carnival and had security of him. Yeah. You know? And that's a that's a man that's not going to struggle to call the man them out mm. for an event. I've seen a man that they're all heavy, mm. you know? But you just got to protect yourself all the time. And it may not even be for that much of a mad thing. It's just more to make sure we get to this place. We're going for a mad sea of people. Security is there to ensure that no one bothers you and that we can go and get this money, do, do our job and go home because at the end of the day you got to protect yourself from you get to a certain point in your career where you're just like you know what let me cut out the hassle and let mm. me try and diffuse any potential um, mishaps mm. um, yeah because you can tell like I'm about my bag I'm a grown man now like it's more responsible to have security carnival is long yeah. even just like you walking through and you knowing people like Wagwan, Wagwan, stops you in your tracks. Nah, security, get out of the way. Let mm. me go do what I'm here for and and leave. Bro, I wouldn't have minded security this year. <laughs> Talk about security. Did you see that clip with um, the baby security? Oh my god! The and what? then the security just wiped. Oh, so you know the rapper the baby? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, his security is a tower. And they obviously he does the thing where he yeah, jumps. Yeah, but he's about four foot nine. Yeah, but so he, they he, look, look, yeah, but he needs he needs yeah. security with <laughs> certain yeah. sizes. So he does the thing where he jumps in the crowd, mm. does the mosh put thing, performs in the crowd and that. Mm. And like the clip I saw is like he's in the crowd and people are trying to touch him and grab him. And like a young lady goes to hit him, innit? Huh? But security, he saw the red mist. I don't think he knew because he come out and said he had a breakfast club interview. He said he didn't know it was a girl, innit? Yeah. Donnie festival of slaps, bro. Just <laughs> bing, bing, bing. E Honda. Bing, bing. Oh, Mad. No. Yeah, no, it was, it was crazy. I was like, yeah. If, if that's what security does, I don't mind that. <laughs> I'm going to that for the off the cuff live show. <laughs> yeah, do you know, yeah, man. Um, it, it puts you in a position where you, you get to do what you came to do yeah. without um, lots of hassle. Mm, mm. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that clip of um, Future at one airport in Ibiza, I think oh, it yeah, was. Yeah, and cool. his security guard got laid out. Mm. It was a bit of a sucker punch from mm. the clip that I saw. But um, yeah, someone's got to take the punches, isn't it? And I guess that's what happens. Yeah. Pay for it. I mean, you got these niggas, bodybuilders. Bro, come and use your size, innit? And collect some money, innit? Look after me. Make sure I get home safely. So you, know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Is there any, is anything else I want to touch on? I know you mentioned also, obviously you spoke about Black Femme Film. Mm-hmm. Food Doll. Yeah. I want, to, I want you to use this, this space to, wherever you want to promote, <laughs> let's talk. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm also a food blogger. So I've had my food blog, The Food Doll, running for a bit. Yeah. Um, so at the moment, I'm just filming. People have been asking me to do a cooking show for ages so yeah. yeah i'm in the process of filming and that's going to be on youtube okay um i'm gonna do some cool stuff so for example i'm going to amsterdam i'm filming like a little series where i cook with um you know the the mary jane yes oh the marriage one disclaimer i will not be trying it because obviously at my workplace i cannot take illicit drugs <laughs> so yeah. i have someone eating it for me but yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah all yeah. of that say, say no I, I might just happen to be in amsterdam like you feel know, free but yeah no i love cooking like cooking is my way that do you know what I'm saying? I show love to people, and from a young age, living in Jamaica, mm. do you know what I'm saying? That's how I bonded. Oh, is that your love language? Acts it of is. service. <laughs> it is my love language. Um, so if you know uh, people around me, they're always like, "Yeah, Monique is the cook." So okay, yeah, man. That's dope, man. Listen, Food whatever great, you can man. do to secure these bags, that's it. We've got to diversify. That's it. You've got to do it, man. It's got to be done. And obviously, I said I manage an artist, C Kane. Yeah. Um, Congolese artist. She is <laughs> incredible. I'm yeah. not being biased. She really is. Um, she's old school grandma artist. She's often like the only woman in the room as well. Yeah. And um, I've seen her show down some sets like her. She's done her thing. Yeah, mum. So um, yeah, she's we're just working on EP okay. for her. So that's coming out soon. And we're just getting the videos out. There's some crazy features on the... Once you got a date locked in, get her on there, hit us up. We'll, yeah. We'd definitely love to have a sit down. Wicked. Um, we, we support the black women off the cuff. Love of course. That. You know. Plus then about you other podcasts. Mm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I unnecessary shots. Why not? Talk spicy, innit? <laughs> Plus she's Congolese, so, you know. Yes, she, she is. welcome. Go get your brethren on. Come on. Yeah, mum. Um, but yeah. Before we go, I just want to say massive congrats, Tyler Perry. Oh, yes. yes, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. source. Yeah, I think that's. I just think that's incredible. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I don't know if I don't know what award show he was at, and he, oh, what's the what's the clip? He had like a powerful quote where he talks about. He says, oh, the BET Awards. For a seat at the table, and I went and built my own." There you yes. go. Yeah. Mm. 
on an old Confederate army oh, base or something. In Atlanta, I how many that. acres that? But that thing looks mad, bro. It's huge. I think it's tour the biggest. Bus. I think it's the biggest one. Like, um, well, they had to. Yeah, they had to get on a tour bus to go around the, yeah, the complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, bro, just give me a little acre in the corner. I ain't gonna trouble no one. <laughs> Paramount and one other studio inside and still have 60 acres spare. 60 yeah. acres. Uh, do you know what? It's, it's great because... Let me do a film after being paying, bruv. Oh, bro. He was... He, bro, he was... Um, writer, director. Writer, director. Main lead actor. Lead. He was everything. He, he played like three or four different characters. He was like Eddie Murphy when he like, you know, was playing various different ca- characters. I wonder if they invited Monique up there. Not anymore. I don't know, man, but wait, it opens up an opportunity for, um, yeah, yeah, maybe. But it, it's um, it's great, man. You can keep everything in house. You don't yeah. have to borrow. You don't have to ask. Um, and you're literally driving the boat. Mm. You know, like you're the captain of the ship. You, it's up to you now who you employ, who you want in these buildings. If you're for the empowerment that you're saying, like, you know, keeping it black and wanting, wanting to provide opportunities for more black creatives to be in these spaces, what better place to do it than um, a big production studio like that? Cool. Like so many different type of sets that you can use. Um, blocks, you're seeing like... like. Bro, you even gave ho- people um, their own black Hollywood bro, stars two, and that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, incredible, mm. bro. He's got a fake White House in there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently the, um, the apartments that they have in there are actually like up to Atlanta regulation. Mm. So if you wanted to, if people wanted to live in there, mm. you could actually live in there. Crazy. Do you think I'm going home? <laughs> That's dope, man. I'm staying That's on dope. Set. There's various Even different the societies season. in yeah. this production house. It's mad. You got the hood and then you got the White House up the road. It would have been nice if we called it a black house, but you know, we're, we're, we're working, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> we forgive you. Tyler. I like his reasoning for putting it in Atlanta as well. That's, that's black Hollywood. Yeah, he, a lot of opportunity in Atlanta. He mm. said he wants like young black people to be able to see that and, and see that they can aspire to that and they can achieve yeah. that. Without going to LA, come to Atlanta. Mm. Think about how much from the musicians, that's, that's where the big film houses are at the moment and stuff. So it makes sense, man. I think it's really dope in it. So we'll keep our eyes and our ears peeled. Mm-hmm. Um, notable mentions obviously Farming is coming out yeah film. it's an amazing film coming out this week this week next it's week? on the out on the 11th on the 11th oh, on yeah. the 11th so that's yeah. on a Friday yeah. this Friday mm-hmm. so, um, so we'll definitely uh, we'll try again boys yeah <laughs> <laughs> try and get everyone in the room to watch it and then we can really because da- we had a really good episode we spoke about our opinions on like his upbringing and stuff the, mm. the guy that the story is based upon so it'll be interesting to see how the actual films played out mm. off the back of the conversation we had and we can kind of revisit that. Damson is just starring. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that, man. Like, because that whole, um, you know, Nigerians coming here um, at a certain point and that or a certain like period. And adopted and by white parents just, in it, so. Yeah, adopting your child away to uh, white parents. It's an interesting story. So, um, yeah, man. I highly recommend it. Yeah? Yeah, man. she got the inside scoop, innit? Yeah, to be fair, we were invited you to a screening. You should have had too, yeah. No, but I'm saying, no, obviously, but we, yeah, we, yeah. we were recording, so, so we couldn't make it, man. We, we couldn't let it go, but I want to say thank you to you for coming down. Thanks for having me. Shout out to Chrissy in the corner as well. Hey, hey vibe with us. Come on. Man, like Salsa on the cam. Yes. Um, please make sure you rate, you review, subscribe. Hashtag is hashtag off the cuff pod. SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube gang. I see people like, interacting in there as well, which is dope. All of that. You know, I've been false forever. Mr. Vance. Monroe. Hello, Mama. (laughs) (laughs) Peace. Peace.